to Dabbling and Dribbling with Alex and Bry. Hey, y'all. You know, today's our 10th episode. This is our 10th episode. One zero. One zero. We're in the double digits. Man, it's only up from here. <laughs> Seriously, or down. <laughs> well, well, we're not losing digits this point forward. Right, right, right. It's two or more. Two or more. We got, we got 90 more to go. We're, we're in the doubles. We're in, we're playing doubles like Wimbledon. Right. That's right. <laughs> that was cool. We have, we, so before the cast, we've been cracking up at like inappropriateness just a few minutes ago. So please don't mind our silliness. Got a little per- personal. Got there. a little personal on me. We, we, we were, we were joshing around with each other. Um, how you been, man? It's been two weeks. It's, it's been good. I've been taking time to, you know, just enjoy the, the season, mm-hmm. the summertime. It's beautiful in the city. And it's just really humid. It's humid and warm. It's, it's stupid warm some days. So like, like be- today was disgusting. Between the hours of like 11 and 3, I'm, I'm in an AC room somewhere right. getting air conditioned. Yeah. Except if I'm going somewhere for lunch. Uh, you mean the, the like commute. during the, the, the yeah. commute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, understandable. And I try to like if I have my bike, I try not to bike too fast, to a point where I'm Why? sweating too much, because there's there's like a there's like a li- there's like an even pace that I can where I'm not, where I'm like getting there fast. It's more it's efficient, yeah. but I'm not when I get out. I don't look like yeah I'm drenched. But also the advantage of biking is you get that breeze. The breeze is so helpful. it kind of. It, it serves as a natural conditioner. Not always for all body types. Okay, no, fair. It's I just, don't know. I what... have boobs. It's like a. It's, it's a thing. It's this is true. Of, <laughs> you don't of... have. You don't have moves. I so. wonder. If, well, there are man boobs. I don't have those, but you maybe don't. it's not. A, it's not strictly with uh, females. So guys, maybe I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it happens. It happens. Um, yeah. But I've been very proud of myself lately because. Uh, Recently, I've been struggling with, and I covered this on a, a previous podcast, uh, like eating what? food. What do you mean? This sense of like you're not eating. I keep biting the inside of my lip or my mouth, mm-hmm. specifically when I eat fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. This does not happen with other products. Just that of the herbivore variety. Uh, so I don't really know how to use my mouth lately. <laughs> And it's, it's, I don't think that's something you want to proclaim to the world. Well, it's because you, you should be like, I know how to use my mouth. Eating has suddenly become complicated for like <laughs> the last the last like three months. I'd say like twice a week, I bite the inside of my lip hard, and it's like an apple or a salad. And previously, I mentioned I chipped my tooth right. eating a salad, but that was like the fork though, like chipped your tooth. Yeah, right. But, it's, but shouldn't it? It's still a problem that my mouth is closing before the fork is out. Like, you should, there's an order of operations Are you, are you that, like, so excited that you're eating food that you don't know what to do with it? No, I'm midway through that salad, and it could not be less exciting. <laughs> I don't, I feel like you should talk to your dentist about, or our dentist about... Next time I'm in the doctor's <laughs> office, uh, a, a month or so from now, I'm going to sit down, and I'm, I'm not even going to bring up the chip tooth, I'm going to let them bring it up, because they're looking at it. Right. And they should probably, if they don't notice it, then that's a, that. That's a detail you shouldn't but overlook. But I didn't even notice the chip tooth, though. Yeah, it but, was so, it's so minor. Yeah, but you weren't picking, like, months worth of plaque out of my 
gums. So if you're just if your one job is to sit there and look at my teeth. Remember that time I was like way up in your face trying to look find the chipped tooth, and I was like, this is uncomfortably yeah. close. Yeah, and we and exactly. If anyone sees me on the street and notices that, you, you, you're too. You close. are too close. We are either we're making out, or you're too close. Remember. What? <laughs> what? Remember that, remember that time that uh, you th- you said this one thing to me one time. It's like, have I ever let you down? And I stopped and I paused and I was like, Wait, I, f- I told you. You you said this. Have and, I ever let you down? Have okay. I ever let you down? It was in relation to something good you were telling me. Oh. You were like, is there anything I ever let you down? And I stopped and I paused and I was like, and then you looked at my face. You're like, he's seriously considering this. I hope I never let you down. I was like, no, I don't think you have, but. I feel like there's something. <laughs> there was the one time. It was the only time I cock-blocked you, and I didn't mean you to do it on purpose. did it. So, it was unintentional. It was super but the unintentional. damage, the collateral damage. I went to the dentist, and long story short, had a very lovely conversation with one of our, our uh, the dental hy- oral hygienists, mm-hmm. and she saw me first before the doctor did the work, and between any of the work before, mm-hmm. between, and after, you were, had great chemistry. The conversation was just awesome. flowing. Yeah. It was about travel. It was about Bollywood. It was about everything New York City and mm-hmm. and art. And she was like, "Wow!" And she kind of like wouldn't let me leave. Yeah. The there office. There was lots of engage. Like there was engagement. I remember yeah. you talking about her, and I'm being like, "Wow." She complimented okay. me on my coat. She was like, "Just keeping Ugh. me in the room." And she blocked between me and the door. She stood between me and the door. And I'm like, "I'm picking up good vibes." And You're picking up. You want to be picked up? <laughs> that's, yeah. That's no, I want to be like, you know, can I set up an appointment for you? <laughs> just like, like you and I. See me in a week. Yeah. <laughs> so, just with with beverages, possibly some dinner. Whatever you prefer. Yeah. And, uh, and she, she was even, also very attractive. Very attractive. I thought very, very pretty. Mm-hmm. And she followed me out to the waiting room, which most of the oral hygienists yeah, don't, don't do. And they're like, okay, schedule your next appointment. Right. Oh, did you see this last movie? I'm like, mm-hmm. I did see that movie. I love the soundtrack. And she was like... Oh yeah, I loved it too. And I'm just like, okay, all the signs are there, but I'm in front of Jimmy right. and Sandra, yeah. who are, who are doing really nice people, nice people at the front, and right. I don't want uh, to pick up one of their staff members in front of them. Right. So I was what like, if that rejection happens? Like you don't, I don't think it exactly. was gonna happen, but like that would be weird. Yeah, like everyone sees you crash and burn. Right. Or everyone sees you succeed, but then she gets this reputation as like, oh Picking yeah, I'm patients. hitting on patients. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not trying to do all that. Right. Um, Plus, they're all these... Anyway, I won't even get into it. But uh, then I asked, I asked you uh, and some other friends, I was like, what should I do to initiate some kind of a, right. a, a follow-up? Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, you know, you've got this... Uh, I think I had an art show coming up. Mm-hmm. And they said, invite her to that. Right. I said, oh, I could do that, sure. And just pass it along. And uh, But then you told me... I explained this to you. And you said, wait, who is she? I said, I don't remember her name. She's like, oh, she's Indian? Yeah. Said, yeah. She goes, she's a little on the short side. Maybe. Yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah, considerably maybe. Yeah. And you're like, oh, she's married and has two kids. Yeah, because I... And then, okay, so I let it be, right? right. I was right. like, good thing you told me because... Because you, know, you don't want to be a homeworker. Yeah, she was really nice. Just overly nice, mm-hmm. and that could just be her nature. Right. And then, uh, it was like six months later or something, mm-hmm. you sent me something I, yeah so I went to the website of our dentist because I needed to like get something yeah and then I'm just like oh my god they have two dental hygienists that are they see descent that are women and both are pretty no 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 you didn't see that at first yes I did didn't I? Because no, that's how I sent no, it to you no 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 you sent it to me I was like is this was this the girl I was like look here she blah 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 
And I, you said something in relation to the one you thought it was. Yeah. And I said, wait. That's not her. What do you mean? Right. That's not, she went to this school or whatever. Yeah. And you were like, huh? I was like, the other one. Scroll down. It's the <laughs> other one. And then I felt terrible. I felt, I genuinely felt terrible. And then she left the dentist yeah, office. Yeah. Actually, both of them left. Oh, did they? Yeah. The uh, one had another, uh, did she have another kid? Yeah, but the guy, the guy cheated. I remember on her. that. Yeah, I remember that horrible part of it. Yeah, that was really sad. Well, Speaking of cheating, Misha, if you're out there anywhere, <laughs> hey, I'm I'm still single now. <laughs> and I'm sorry that I ruined everything. Uh, Who knows? This could have been your forever girl well, or very long term. I guess girl. it wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be. Speaking of cheating. Speaking of cheating, you want to talk about Jay Z 444? I guess. Why aren't you more excited? You disappoint me so much. I have not listened to the album uh, as much as you have. I've not at all. Go ahead. Um, One, you need to. It's been out. I'm going to, but yeah, I'm new. Like iTunes just came back to me recently. Right, right. Oh my god, we didn't talk about the most important thing before 4:44. People don't. Yes, they do. I had. I got an. I switched back to the iPhone situation. You got a new phone. Here's what I like about being back on iPhone. Tell I, me, sir. I it's really the ease of use is one thing. Mm-hmm. The simplicity of design, mm-hmm. that's all right. Yeah. I don't miss the um, the elitist nature of the blue bubble. Oh yes, okay. The when the I, tube, t- the the blue talk bubble. The talk yes. bubble. When I started e- uh, messaging people, and they were like, "Wait, you're i messaging me." You got an iPhone. You got an iPhone. They're like, oh, that's the way it's supposed to be. Right. I'm like, oh my god. And I, of course, I was one of those people. Yeah, I'm just like, this is this is why I left in the first place. <laughs> we are too we're too big for our britches. But the other nice thing was when I switched from iPhone to Android two years ago, mm-hmm. I lost hundreds of numbers yes, that you I had, did. had. Yeah, and you would contact me and be like, hey, do you have this person's number? I'm like, yes. Why don't you have it? When I got back on that phone. All those numbers just magically reappeared. Thank you, iCloud. It was just <laughs> nice to, to have those those people back in my life. Well, now that you have iTunes back, mm-hmm. it is on Apple Apple iTunes, Apple Music. So definitely check it out for those of you who haven't checked it out. Because I didn't get it until a week later, right? Because it was exclusively on Tidal. Um, and even if you signed up for Tidal, you had to sign up before like June 26th in order to like... Ha- Smart yeah. business move. Yeah, again, I can't, you know, as, as you said it, Jay-Z is a business. Like he knows what he's doing. He knows how to get his money, and he got—he went platinum like before he was in—it was even out to the masses. Yeah. So like, which is wild. Um, I just think it was a very good—it was a good album. Um, four forty-four. I found out like you know how we were like, oh, it must be about like. Yeah. Uh, oh, did you figure it out? Yeah, I thought it was like we were like, oh, maybe it's about Obama because you know he's the forty-fourth yeah. president. Or his birthday. Or his, his birthday. Yeah, like four anniversary. Is a, right. All these different things, uh, and how four is like a very important part of like their life. Uh, I found out there was a, an interview he did where he got up at 4.44 a.m. Uh, one night and he wrote 4.44, which is one of the tracks on the album, which is where he's apologizing to, like, he, like, woke up and realized, like, how effed up, like, what he did, cheating on Beyonce uh-huh. multiple times, multiple times. Um, where is this sourced from? This is the song itself? He, the like, song. The song is he, saying it. He explicitly says that? Yeah. So so the whole album, I think... So the first... Um, so let me see if I can just pull up the oh actual music itself. Goodness. It, so 
so 444 is actually coming from this like he woke up at 4 at 444 a.m and wrote the the music to 444 um and it's him like really explicitly talking about like i apologize like like every couple of every couple lines is him just saying i apologize um Mm. um and it's just and he's talking about the talking about becky he talked he, he talked he, one of the songs he talks about like becky leave me alone like all, and he <gasps> talks about solange like had the right to do what solange did in the elevator because he egged solange on yeah uh, and oh he, did he he egged solange on by being disrespectful to his sister oh yeah sure um all these different things he talks about like how uh, during the mrs carter tour there was a part i i recall this because during the mrs carter she did a european tour mm-hmm. um and she extended the tour and in in the song he's talking about i was chasing you around rome i won't come back to rome because it's home like he she extended the tour because he was stepping out on her and she's like i don't need you dude like i can i'm good on my own i got this baby she extended the tour in reaction to yeah he's like you you figure out if you want this or not because i'm good because what's better than one person who's a billionaire two a line from one of his tracks um he's it's in, the first track is called Kills Jay Z. Yeah, I like that one. Um, I've heard that. And it is thought provoking. Very, and he's kill the old Jay Z, kill the old Jay Z that did these things. I also think four forty four has to do with the fact that he realized all of these things when he was forty four, as well, maybe, because he is. It took him like so long to figure out, like, don't step out on like the baddest girl in the game. Mm. You know, it's a magic number for him all around. Yeah. At Obama 44. I would like to think our, our theory makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things happening. I think the synergy is undeniable. Oh, yeah. And waking up at 444, he's probably right, too. He's yeah. like, look, this was destiny. Yeah. This is meant to be. Yeah, no, so it's the track and it, like, all of the tracks are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the, let me see, the Smile, where features his mom, Gloria Carter. Uh, she com- was on uh, the December 4th track from the Black Album. Yes. She's on it, and she comes out as lesbian. Get out of town, and he, mother. And he's like, I don't care who you love. Like, love who you love. And, like... This is a recent development in her life? I think so. I think she, like... Yeah. And she herself talks about, like, how it's hard... Like, it's hard to love who you love when you know it could hurt your family or, you know... Or people could hurt your family because of who you love. How long has she... Has she been single? Single mother for a while? I think so. Like... All his life recently? I don't know this. I don't know the details of that. Okay. But uh, Beyonce's on Family Feud, which kind of talks about, like, the Solange and, like, other you, things, too. But Family Feud is a song. Title. It's a song. It's called Family Feud featuring I Beyonce. I was hoping you weren't talking about the game show with nope. Steve Harvey. Nope. <laughs> like, Beyonce, Solange, Jay. I feel like that's not good as a career move. No. Okay. But the whole, like... He, there's a tra- there's a song one of my favorite like I, every day I have a different favorite track mm-hmm. um, Bam is one of my favorite because it reminds me of like an old school Jay-Z that has like this reggae Indian vibe which is kind of cool that I like um, but yeah I don't know it's really good he he talks about um, he talks about like these young rappers needing to respect the older rappers but at the same time he, the older rappers like let them do their thing like they're doing cool things too he talks about like you're in these Instagram posts holding money by up your ear, like by your ear, which is something that 
people like Future and, you yeah. know, to think of like ratchet music, like be like they got all the stacks of money, you know? Um, and Jay-Z talks about like investments. Yeah. No, he's, no, no, I'm not joking. He's yeah. one of the, he's like, you know what's better than like tossing money at strip clubs? Credit. Credit. <laughs> yeah, Credit. And I'm like, Credit. that's amazing. I love that that whole track is a cartoon because it animates it in a way that like a serious Jay-Z can't, but make it humorous and whimsical and talk about, about serious stuff. Like, yeah, oh, God. The story. And the fact that he's like, I'm not black. I'm, I'm OJ. OJ. That's how he starts it. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Which and is what most black people were saying was, about OJ. Because OJ transcended that whole thing. Before him, it was the Jim Browns. Right. And, like, really black-minded. athletes, right. Conscious. Right. And then OJ came in like, nah, I'm not like these dudes. Right. I'm OJ. Right. Like, OJ, I, God and and then it, it set the model for people like Michael Jordan to not have to step out in right. that lane of of being socially conscious. And I wonder, and like then you have the the athletes of today who will stand up at an ESPYS and like talk about how Black Lives Matter and how that's important. And mm-hmm. and I wonder how Michael would do in today's world of social media and things. And we've talked about that before. Oh, I think he would have fallen in line with those No, guys. I think so too. Yeah. But I think he cared too much about the game. Like he oh, lived yeah. in an era where he cared too much about the game and he could. He yeah. didn't have to worry about Oh the nineties the nineties were paved for his success. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, it was you didn't have to be I mean a lot of people reflect uh with nostalgia on the nineties mm-hmm. because of just yeah the Clinton eras were good economically for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Yeah. Except for I mean his policies really hurt black and brown communities right. a lot, but the 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 cover of the Clinton administration made it seem like everything was okay. Yeah. Because Bill was going on the Arsenio Hall show right. and playing saxophone right. and everyone in the barbershops thought he was our first black president. <laughs> and, and then uh, we got our first black president. Yeah, because <laughs> he was a, a Democrat yeah. after like the Bush Sr. Mm. and Reagan. He yeah. just looked so much more like a good change. Right. Um, but it was really... And, and you had friends and Seinfeld mm-hmm. yeah. and everything just It was a different good. era, right? And so, but anyway, the other thing about all of 444, Jay-Z reads a bunch of people. He reads Kanye. Uh, he's like, you gave him 20 mil and he takes 20 minutes to like rant about you, which is something that Kanye did. He took 20 minutes in his concert to talk about how Jay-Z and Beyonce are nothing and like they didn't like... When did this happen? Alex, where the hell have you been? I, I knew there was a... a a, frac- a fracture in right. the relationship, yep. but I didn't know where the. I thought it started happening when he got with the Kardashian yes. family, but then you're telling me he just went off on, after the My Brother sound, uh, uh-huh. song uh-huh. on graduation. Uh-huh. I thought like, okay, we've Kanye sees this relationship as valuable. Right. You're telling me since then They've he feels right. differently. Yeah. So um, after Kim Kardashian got robbed at. In Paris, which is yeah. an incredibly tragic thing, right. regardless he, of who, what you think about the Kardashians, which we'll talk about in a he second. He took that hard. He took that, like, and and he emotionally was also, like, he himself had to like um, cancel some of his shows and things like that too yeah. afterwards. Because I mean, he works really hard. He's an incredibly hardworking musician and artist. Mm-hmm. Um, Feels a sense of power from all the totally creative um, control. And so I think one of the things that that he struggled with is like I think there you know how in relationships you and this is what I'm assuming from what I've read so please don't take it for fact you know how when you're in a relationship with anybody any relationship mother father sister brother friendship romantic platonic whatever you have expectations 
of your of relationships. So like you and I, I have expectations of you as a friend, written or unwritten. Mostly unwritten things. We don't talk about like I expect you to, you know, oh, hang have, out with me. I have written things. Oh, you do. Should I share those with you? You should share that with me. I also. mean, you need to continue your Netflix subscription that you let me use. <laughs> That, that is something that's in my contract. Right. I'll okay, share with you later. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. There's will. other things. Okay, you and like three other people need to... Yeah, and if <laughs> any of them <laughs> give up their contracts, uh-huh. subsequently I get to use those contracts for Got people uh, in it. my social circles. Right. I'll so share what, this. I forgot to share I this. I meant to share that with you <laughs> a while ago. There's parts in there. For, in the footnotes, there's, right. there are there's, things. Do I get anything else? I have things for you also. <laughs> okay, great. But, uh, um, outside of you like mooching off of me. No, but like there's expectations that you have in a relationship right like if i'm if I, like something crazy is happening in my life i expect you to be there for me in some level right like yeah. check up checking in on me like thinking about like something really drastic happened to me last year with wrigley my dog and you were there for me right you were there so were my other friends making sure i was eating making sure mm-hmm. that i was okay because i almost lost my dog and that was a very like serious time in my life it can be as serious as that to like oh bryce saying hey do you need anything do you want you know like yeah just like a, just being there for each other, right? There's like a level of, of expectation, and I think Kanye felt that when, with everything that happened with Kim and what he was going through, he didn't. I don't think he felt like Beyonce and Jay were there for him the way he wanted them to be there for him. Understandable. And I think, and so he ranted in one of his concerts about like. Man. about the both of them for 20 minutes and it was like all over social media and the fact that I'm really upset that you don't know about this because it was it was a it was like it was a train wreck that you couldn't get, take your eyes off of because you're like oh my god was this post Trump era or pre pre Trump this is pre okay. This was, was probably, last year. This was last year. I was probably still reeling from the possibility of 45 that probably. I didn't notice. Probably. And now apparently he's pulled out a title as well. Kim, uh, Kanye. Because, all right. Because he was exclusively entitled. Hey, man, look. Because means... Jay kind of put one line, one line about Kanye on there. He also read Future with his whole, like, um, um, cash to the ear thing uh, that he did. Yeah, yeah. Then he also talked about, like, if you don't take care of yourself, like, if you don't take care of your business, like, someone else is going to play f- football with your son. I knew you were going to say, oh, and damn, Jay. <laughs> just... He said that, and I was like, ah! oh, God. No, what are you doing? But like, also, like, true. Because oh, right, Future sure. is so ratchet. I mean, I love his music because it's, like, so ratchet and terrible. Um, but you also stepped out on Sierra. and Hey, look. Hey, you know. look. Up to that point, Sierra and Future made sense. She looked like she was in the Atlanta rap game like yeah. within the r&b rap. Yeah, yeah like this was the scene i like and her the, look currently so much more. oh i've always she thought so look, happy now. from the time sierra came in to now mm-hmm. i've always thought she was a very beautiful and put together person yeah just whatever style she was going for she she reached it mm-hmm. now with her current husband russell yeah russell I, wilson I, I don't i don't get it but you know, it for, for her, it, it made sense in the relationship they. She, she literally went the opposite of. Future. Oh, the pendulum swung just all like, the way, all the way. But I think like it's like he's very like Christian, co- cookie cutter, like good American boy kind of right. thing. Where Future was like just hood, yeah. hood oh, rat, yeah, which is sure. like so com- completely opposite of what Play Russell Wilson football is. Football with your son. I know. That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I was here for it oh, 100%. God. Because it's like 
Sierra and Russell Wilson to me is super corny. Like them together is just such a corny, like aw, like thing. It reminds me of high school, uh, when you like dated... the high school jock dating the cheerleader, the head cheerleader. Mm, no, like the straight A all American boy uh-huh. teacher's pet dating uh, the head cheerleader. The, no, 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 no. <laughs> the the hottest hood girl in school. Cause that, I, that's never interested. happened. In my school, you would do. People you, would do this. Was that you, buddy? I made some choices, <laughs> but look, if you like, were you look, so smart and got the hottest hood girl? I had this teacher, mm-hmm. Mr. Simpson, who's art teacher. Mm-hmm. Really, I love this guy, but he had this huge like personality. Think of Stephen A. Smith uh-huh. as an art teacher. Okay? <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> that's, that's that's what he was like. Okay, and to this day. Okay, so he uh, he would call me the golden boy. And you I, the golden boy? Yeah, he called me the golden boy. Because you're... Well, that was my question. It's like, do you call me that because of my complexion or because of like Ooh. my reputation? <laughs> and that was there, pretty heady that's, that's, for that level. A, that's a lot of levels, buddy. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Parsing that out in this language now, I'm like, how did I ask that question? So I asked him this question, and he, he would just smirk and like raise his eyebrows and just like continue whatever he was doing and okay. not answer. Uh-huh. I'm like, I don't know. I... I don't know. I'm, I'm supposed to feel something. I'm in I don't know what puberty I'm feeling. right now, so that's messing with me. I need you to answer the question. I'm my a millennial. Hormones, my hormones you... are are blocking the way that I'm thinking, and everything like my penis is answering everything. Right Google now. is not fully formed yet, so I don't have all the answers I need. I need you to. You're an adult. I need you to give me this. So, uh, but I would date people that I thought were interesting in high school because I'm like, oh, she's not on the cheerleading team. She's not popular, but man, she's got a great body. She can mm-hmm. sing and she hangs around in a crowd that's a little more like Atlanta mm-hmm. hip hop R and B. Right, right, right. And so then I would uh, I would be like, Oh hey, hey Monica, hi <laughs> and then she'd be like, Hey Alex and then we just like, you know Then make out outside after. If, yeah, if, if it made it that far. But I always was crushing on it. And that's what Russell Will, uh, Wilson reminds me of, is this guy who's like... Because I've seen... You, have really, you seen his ex-wife? Yes. Okay. So his ex-wife, nothing like Sierra. No. Completely the other He way. also did a pendulum He was like, I was with the same sweetheart in college. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I could have a different reality in the pros. Mm-hmm. And then Sierra's like, yeah, I'm a little done with this scene. So mm-hmm. when they found each other, and it was like, oh, wait... You're a good Christian man. Mm-hmm. And they he's waited like, to have sex till marriage. And I, I will believe that. That's what they said. I'm like, fine, good for y'all. I, yeah, I mean, and he's like, wow, she is... They probably did everything else but sex. To I'm be, sure. Which is... Yeah, why not? Um, but he found her, and it was like a much more edgier mm-hmm. option for him. And he was a much more safer option for her. And so that's But it was why, like a good medium for both of them. For both of them, but to us, having known both of their lives prior to this, yeah. when you look at it, it's, it's like, weird. I don't understand. And it's also, it's to me, it's just corny. And it and like for, it's just a corny, like, and what I mean by corny, it's just like everything that you said. That's like, that's how I yeah. imagine that. Doesn't, d- doesn't look like the picture I imagined, but the only thing that matters is what matters to y'all yeah if you're and happy if, and that that works for y'all yeah make it happen have tons of babies make a whole football team yeah i don't care what you do yeah they're gonna they, they have they already have a kid together yeah um, which is cute so but yeah so cheating is a thing and speaking of like kardashians and cheating and things like that oh i want to say one more thing okay. on okay. that subject um i just watched a documentary yesterday uh-huh. netflix uh you, from my next netflix account Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, thanks, friend. <laughs> You're welcome. It's, it's in the clause. And <laughs> it's in the clause. I, I appreciate friend, you honoring that part of our friendship. Our friendship contract. If that ever goes away. 
<laughs> so I, I uh, watched the abstract. It's okay. a, a series. I think it's an eight part, eight episode series on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And they interview different people from the design yeah. industry. And so one of the people, the first episode I watched was Tinker Hatfield, uh-huh. designer of Jordan and Nike, Air, Max Air shoes, and yeah. all these legendary models that came out of Nike was yeah. Tinker Hatfield. Okay. He was underneath uh, Bowerman at the University of Oregon who designed the first like Nike Air Pegasus. Yeah, yeah. So he goes yeah. through like the whole lineage of the sneaker design. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I stumbled upon one of the other episodes, which was uh, Ez Devlin. E.S. Devlin, Uh she is a designer out of the U.K. Uh who designed Beyonce's last couple tours, U2's tours, uh, the Watch the Throne tour. She designed all of those sets, start to finish. Jesus. No, yeah, no, and so she talks for an hour. So she's just really wealthy. Oh, God, yeah. She she talks about some of the designs that (laughs) she pitched. I was like... This, you know, this one here I took to Kanye in Los Angeles and, you know, I talked about the the posture of the figure and I just love the the vulnerability of it. And at first he was too masculine and then he was too too slouchy. And so we found this happy medium and, of course, um, Kanye hated it and scrapped it. And so we (laughs) had to start all over. Um, but she, she that was a very delicate uh, well, she, accent of yours. I love that. I well, mean, I'm I love, assuming you're imitating her. She is a small uh, woman in stature, mm-hmm. but like the the power of her ideas. Oh, and then God, over the yeah. course of this documentary, it was like amazing. And the way that she set up, and so what you're saying to me now about Jay Z and Kanye's relationship, mm-hmm. it reminds me so much of what I saw because even in the Watch the Throne mm-hmm. tour, she was like, okay, I'm thinking about this throne. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be on top of the throne? So the first thing is, they're on these. They're okay, (laughs) perfect. Yeah, they're on these separate towers. Right. They each have their own tower that's lit up, and it's fifteen feet off the ground. So you're above everyone else. But what's the natural thing beyond that is the next thing you have is the the concern that you're going to lose your status or position. Once you're at the top, the only place to go is down. Absolutely. And so those cubes stand. I don't know, like half a football field apart mm-hmm. and you're 15 feet off the ground. You can't see each other. Or you're, you can see each other, but you can't touch each other. Mm-hmm. You're separated by this ocean of fans mm. and there's no railing. So you could fall off this thing at any point. Right. There's nothing keeping them up on those towers. Well, that's scary. No, yeah. No, if you had a fear of heights, this would be your ultimate fear. Well, Kanye's fear. last concert, he was like above everybody. Right, the floating Yeah, the floating uh, stage. stage. Yeah. So when she talks about designing that set it makes this friendship they have of over the time being business right to friendship it's going back and forth yeah it's interesting to me to see how kanye and he stand apart physically even when they collaborate yeah and i thought that was something she didn't say it in the documentary but i think even her understanding of their relationship it made sense for both these powerful men to be separate to have separate platforms yeah i mean I can go into Kanye even more because I really, he's one of those people that I just really want him to get the mental help he needs, like the emotional Mm. mental help he needs because I think he's not over his, again, this is, I'm a person who has no connection to him outside of like, we we both raised in Chicago. That's about it, you know? Yeah. Um, But like, I I really, from what I see from the public eye, right? Mm -hmm. I just want him to get the help he needs because I don't think he's over his mom's death. I don't think, I think that really effed up 
his brain, which I would anybody. What if your mom dies? Of, yeah, people don't know. remember what he was like before that. Yeah, he's a little different guy. Yeah, and like, and it's not saying that he, it, it doesn't make him any less brilliant of a of an artist, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's just super. It's just super sad. But I'm really proud of Jay Z's 4:44. I think he he talks about going to therapy. He talks about that's awesome. Like he talks about things that like someone of his stature of his you know of his like even the genre of like music of it in hip-hop to mm-hmm. talk about like to one apologize to say like nope cheating on your wife that is the baddest girl in the game yeah like you i eric benet you don't eric benet like don't do that you don't I got the baddest chick in the game wearing my chain that's right ho come on dude you even said it yourself Right. How but, soon we forget? But like when you when you know you're about to lose something, and she's like, you know, what's better than one one billionaire, two billionaires, right? They're two mm-hmm. billionaires. Like they're two powerhouses coming together. Beyonce does not need Jay Z. Well, clearly by yeah. any like at all, you know. And you stepped, and he talks about like he stepped out on out on her, and she had these like stillborn babies, or like oh yeah, like yeah. and her Damn. body couldn't like accept them because of how he was treating her. That's like that's how like complex wait, 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 his lyrics, lyrics were. Are we saying it's not Jay saying... fault? Like, but like the stress of like the stress of like knowing that your husband may be cheating on you. The the stress of knowing that um, uh, that like caused he's th- he's that's thinking the theory. That, that's he's, what he's thinking. He's thinking like that caused you to lose. These Do you babies. know who else said that? Who? Do you remember who the Kobe's documentary? Whoa, that's so true. Kobe said that after the, the Colorado rape, scandal. Yeah, the rape scandal. Let's call it what it is. Anyway. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't know that Vanessa had a miscarriage. Yeah. And Kobe and maybe even Vanessa internalized that as the stress that he brought on. Yeah. And like carrying a child, <sighs> is, and we've talked about this, carrying a child, your whole body is... So for the longest time, I thought these twins were in vitro, but he's talked mm-hmm. about, he said that they're natural twins, so maybe they had the babies. What is natural? Just I had a, pe- peen and ve- V together. I had some flavored water the other day with quote-unquote natural flavoring. What what does that mean? Probably the strawberries or whatever, like, infused real, into. Real strawberries? Real strawberries. Probably. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. You eat like a caveman, so I don't know what you're eating. Fair enough. <laughs> he's very. He eats very healthily. And I'm just like, give me all the processed things. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kicking it up a couple notches this summer, too. I know. I'll I'm, tell you about it later. It's not... It's. I'm surprising myself. I'm, I'm proud of you. It's a little weird. It's, it's weird, but it's good. Um, but yeah, I just think it's cool that he's he's talking about these things that are, I think, people in people, in people of color, specifically in the mm. black community, don't talk about going into therapy. Don't no. talk about how it's not okay to step... I mean, everyone knows it's not okay to step on step out on somebody like to cheat on somebody mm-hmm. but it happens um yeah and to be disrespectful and to know that like and he even talks about like how at some point he needs to talk to blue about what he did and how embarrassed he's gonna be that sucks yeah he ta- that's he, a good like, point and i'm just like i'm so glad you said all of those words whether mm. like whether that's all through therapy that you've been able to you know, make this happen. And from what I understand from the producer that helped produce all of this with Jay, uh, Beyonce was all over this. Like, as far as like, she had like, she heard everything from start to finish um, as far as like giving yeah. input and all of these things. I'm just like, that's so like, I can't even imagine I can't. A, a partnership I where like you cheated on me several times. I've had several miscarriages because 
of the stress that you have caused me so much pain and anguish. But I look at our daughter Blue and and I look at what we are now and what we've like and I'm sure they've gone to couples therapy. I'm sure they've like sure. done what they need to do. But I just like I'm just really proud of what Jay Z did. It's one of those things where like obviously like is this gonna be as meaningful in a couple of years? Like if you listen back to it, I think it could be because I think he talks about things that are like that people go through. I've been cheated on and like if someone I was that cheated on me like talked about this, I could see myself forgiving him. Uh, are the things that he references timeless on his albums or is he making current event ref- well there's some references to current events like when you say like playing football with your son right. or like you I mean know. It, yeah a lot of the things that he's talking about is very personal to him yeah I mean the more the like if you know the scandals and like if you know about the elevator and Solange and if you yeah. know like how Eric Benet stepped out on Cali Berry, if you, you know, oh, like, yeah, yeah. like but I'm in just that saying, way, yes. the, the albums that have the most staying power on the hip hop side that yeah. I've listened to years later are mm-hmm. the ones that don't have uh, a lot of current events references. Like it's not, mm-hmm. it's not uh, suspended by the times it's in. Right. It's, it can live beyond that. So anyway, I'm just wondering if his, this I, one I wonder last. if you're a big, if you're a big Jay-Z fan and if you're a big, if you're part of the beehive, I think you would love this even a okay. couple like, I still think it's incredibly smart, and I'm really proud of him uh, for what he's doing. So thanks, Jay, for putting that out there. But speaking of cheating, Mm -hmm. because I think there's going to be a lot of... Oh, we're still... Oh, yeah, the Kardashians. The Kardashians. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what's going on? Do you know what's going on with Rob in China? I I do everything I can to not know what's going on (laughs) with them, so please tell me So I don't want to necessarily talk too much about actually Rob in China. Um, So... Robert Kardashian, the brother of the Kardashian sisters and yes. the Kardashian family, was dating slash engaged to Black China stripper turned she was, makeup person. She was Tyga's star. ex, right? Tyga's ex. Okay. Uh, Tyga, See, I know some stuff. You are a I'm little so bit proud there. You. You're good. Yeah, I learned. And Tyga this. dated um, Kylie. Kylie, who, who is Rob's half sister, who's they, like thirteen. He, she's 18, but okay, yes. Right. But they started date like they met each other when she was like 13. It's gross, um, oh but whatever. Love is love, I guess, even if it's statutory. Ew. No, actually, nope. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna unsay that. That's not okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so essentially, there's. I think most people who saw Rob and China together on TV, and like when I saw it, I was like, China's trying to get hers. Like she and and this is, you know, you're talking about financially. Financially, okay. like China's trying to get her fame, her fortune, so she can be taken care of. She's a stripper turned personality, TV okay. like personality. Um, because she used to strip at like some really big, like big stripper place. Like she's friends with Amber Rose, like who was also a stripper back in the day, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so, and nothing wrong with strippers or anything like that. No, you know, like, shout out to all the strippers out there. Yeah, who's making listening. money to like yeah. do what they need to do. Um, the City High song. So, yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my God. I never forget. I was watching Sister Act 2 the other day and it just gave me so much cry because, you know, the guy from City, City High. Yeah. And he's the Happy Days guy. Oh, oh happy, happy days. days. Sing louder. <laughs> <laughs> la, 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 la. Okay, anyway. Uh, that was really that was ugly good. singing. That was good. Um, uh, for my uh, No, that was not good, Alex. Yeah. Um, and so, so there's a little bit of slut shaming of like, of like, or hoe shaming. Like, oh, she's just, she's using her, her mm-hmm. girl parts to whatever. And she's going to try to get pregnant so that this guy can take care of her. Like, all these things, like. 
And if that's what she wants to do, go ahead and do it. Like, the Kardashians have taken from so many black women and black culture. If a black girl wants to get hers from, from Rob Kardashian, go do it. Oh, you're saying taking away from black women in the sense of the men that they've dated? The the men that they've dated and culture. Like, I'm thinking about Kylie Jenner, like about the lips and the booty. Like, the Kardashians are like the booty girls, right? Like, they're bringing mm. booty back. I'm just like... People, oh, women yeah. of color have Who had. said that? Women of color have had. Oh, people, like, they're like, oh, I want a booty like Khloe Kardashian's oh or as Kim Kardashian. I'm just like, I want a booty like my booty, like, because I actually naturally have that. I don't have to put anything in she there. She got that from Michelle Obama. People have been rocking that for a long time. I know. Oh, can I just say how amazing Michelle Obama looked at the ESPYs yesterday? Hey, look, she looks great all, all the, time. the time. Like, just. I saw a meme of that because have you seen the stuff she's been wearing since she left office? Yeah, she is fly as hell, and people are saying like this is like when you break up with someone and your ex is always looking fine as hell. Yeah, (laughs) and it's like so both of them because even Obama looks great. Anyway, so the the story goes that like so they've been broken up for a while, Rob and China, because of whatever. They have a beautiful daughter named Dream. She's super cute. Um, I have a. Niece named Dream. Really? Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Super cute girl. Um, just like the biggest eyes and eyelashes. She's like eyes and eyelashes. It's so cute. She's just okay. so stick and adorable. And she's probably maybe like six months old. Um, and so Rob flew, like flew off the handle and posted nude pictures of Black China on Instagram. And just went on rants about how she cheated on him. How mm-hmm. she only used him for his money. And how she... She's like trying to just get pregnant so that again, so that she, a, another man can like pay for her stuff because currently he's paying for everything for her, all these different things. And he just went like essentially, I think there's going to be some revenge porn action taken because taken on him because of what he posted. Instagram shut down his uh, shut down his account, um, and he then went on Twitter and went on a bunch of rants. The Twitter shut down his account, you know? Uh, no, because he didn't post any pictures, I don't okay. think, on Twitter. Oh, um, but it's just coming back to this, like, cheating, lying, this theme that we're having mm-hmm. to, in today's cast and, like, love and also, like, playing playing a person. Because most people, like, Black Twitter was like, Rob, did you not know that she was playing yeah, you? Because, like, asking. everybody God. saw that. Like, even your own siblings were kind of not sure yeah. what was going on here. Because oh, China, God. you know, is a very beautiful, like, very beautiful woman right. and... You love her for her booty and her boobs and things like that. And she was like, you know, like you love her for her physicality and you don't necessarily look the best. And you're like, you know where this was going. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so like there's, so there's a lot of that conversation happening, but it was also like, even like she just didn't come off as genuine to me. And I remember because there was a Robin, Robin China show that they did. Yeah. And I was just like, this just feels not as. Not that any of this is real, right? Because the reality show is mostly <laughs> scripted anyway. And, like, the producers are asking you to say things and do things. I'm just like, I just don't know if this is... If she really does love him. But who am I to say anything about their relationship? I don't know. How do you feel about cheating? Like, I don't think we have to talk about Robin China. Big but... fan. Huge. Feels, you know... So, to the to the, <laughs> the dental hygienist that wants to date... <laughs> that wants to date Alex, he's going to cheat on you. <laughs> Look, here, I, I feel like... Uh... Well, all right, back up. I what little bit I know of Rob Kardashian, mm-hmm. and I, and I know I think he has some things he has to work on. I've heard that there's a 
an open discussion of like depression and yeah, things that absolutely. he's been going yep. through in his life. So when you see, and I remember seeing him on the first episodes when the Kardashians first came out. What was that like a decade ago? Mm-hmm. And he was slimmer mm-hmm. and now he was like pretty fit I would say yeah. yeah and then I just saw a picture of him last year when all of this started coming out with him in China or whatever mm-hmm. and I didn't understand who China was or Taiga <laughs> or any of that and uh you I'm were like, like our, one of our parents yeah cool. no so I could <laughs> not care less about this family and they uh have these pictures of him and I'm like oh man he has put on weight yeah yeah. And, and then I in hear an about, unhealthy way like it, yeah it doesn't yeah. look it does not look good on him mm-hmm. and so then you find out like Oh, he's been going through some mental stressors mm-hmm. and, and things that people go through in hard times, and you know you're trying to get trying to work on that. Mm-hmm. But then you have this woman walk into your life who shows you attention, and I I mean to yeah. you, me, and the brown and black community, we see this for what it is. It's right. like I don't think this is genuine, right. but for him, it meant a lot because it well, was self esteem, right? And there and there's been like. China has accused him of physically hurting her. Okay. Um, she, she's lawyered up. Her create like her like fun crazy wigs that she usually wears came into a really nice little bob. She has like a good suit on, and she's on all the morning shows be- with her lawyer. Like, we're You're ready. taking your lawyer on morning shows. Yeah. This is a world I, I can't. So, like, she, she they have a, a temporary restraining order against him right now. So, to your question about cheating, mm-hmm. I was thinking about this while we were talking about J and B. I think uh, I was saying around the time of Solange mm-hmm. hitting him. Yeah, I was surprised, not because he cheated, but that anyone could think that they weren't cheating and dating other people. For the longest time, since J and B were together, I always assumed they could have other relationships outside. Like of they their could marriage. have an open relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, if, like on either side, either. Mm-hmm. B had her thing, mm-hmm. and this is before Blue Ivy came around, right? So like, it, whatever Beyonce does on her tour, whatever mm-hmm. Jay does on his tour, mm-hmm. I thought they had a mutual understanding because you're both billionaires. You had this worked out where we won't have a conventional marriage because we have too much power, resources, money, time apart, and we have needs that we can satisfy responsibly if we want to. Mm-hmm. A Bill and Hillary situation. In oh, essence, okay. I have that theory, maybe not supported, not substantiated, and actually not accurate. I know this not to be accurate anymore, but mm-hmm. a, a lot of people assume that Bill had relationships with women in Arkansas before he became president mm-hmm. that Hillary was aware of, but she just didn't want it to embarrass her. But I think after the Lewinsky thing and yeah. everything blew up, I think it became pretty obvious that probably that wasn't the circumstance. Right. But popular culture vernacular out there was saying this could be one of those power relationships. Right. So I thought for Jay-Z, and this is my, I mean, think about it. Do you think, how hard must it have been for Jay-Z to come from a life of power and prestige and luxury and having all of these women mm-hmm. on tours? Like ready. Just, just ready. ready. I got every, I got the kit. I got all the stuff we right. need. Like I got everything. Right. And just tell me what you want, Jay-Z. And uh, he had to like if you wanted someone with a bigger booty there's that yeah. if you wanted someone to be a little tinier Just or a little bigger point, whatever you want yeah like and and he so, was at the grocery store of women like he could get whatever he wanted no doubt and so beyonce walks into your life and says hey i'm beyonce knowles i mean th- do you say yes to that i think you do but it's a pretty obvious choice like 
be with Beyonce? Uh, duh. Right. But well, that's better than one billionaire too. I don't know. Forget <laughs> the money. Like just like the pure talent and aura that mm-hmm. she has. But think about the life you're leaving behind. Think about all the athletes. Think about all the the entertainers yeah. who have not been faithful. But it was just something that I took for granted. Yeah. Like you're both going to have this option if you want it. Mm-hmm. But then when Solange did that, I get it. so I I don't know for Jay Z cheating. I, I think it's good that he's come to this point of reflection, but I'm wondering what it is about the male psyche specifically, mm-hmm. where we are more often the ones yeah in that conversation on the on the wrong end of it. I think it's so. I was talking to my mom about this because I was talking to her about an incident where I was cheated on. She had no idea, and I told her, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Wait, what?" And and I'm like, "Mom, like every like." It, it happened, right? Like, and I found out, and it was, like, I took it very hard, and it was all, like, it was all these things, right? Um, and in the conversation, my mom, like, she's trying to, like, understand what happened and things like that, and she just looks at me, and she's like, and she looks at me, and in a very genuine, in a way that I've never seen my mom look at me before, she's like, anyone is capable of cheating. And at first, yeah. I, and I, to a point, I'm, I'm looking about my parents, I'm just like, you and dad did not cheat on each other. Like, in, like in the way that she was talking, she's like, even your dad could, even I could. Like, that's how she was saying it. Because um, you're, you're, we're all capable of cheating, of killing, of doing terrible, heinous things, right? Yeah. We're all capable of it. But we make choices every day to, to not wake up in the morning and be like, I'm going to cheat on my husband. Yeah. Or like, wake up every day and choose to love somebody and only them. You know, like, that's, that's a choice you have to make. It's a, love is sacrifice so you are sacrificing possibly the millions of girls that want to sleep with you to be with this one person that's yeah. giving you pretty much everything you ever want and need and but the, but that 10 percent that you might get from that other person it's the 80 20 rule the 80, not the yeah, 90 90 10 rule. right over 80 20 let's be thanks thanks so uh, what tyler perry tyler perry it, thanks tyler perry for for that they like you're getting most if not everything what you need from this person and i think women in heteronormative relationships are told very young like you know like relationships are like we're we're more relational right like that's what women are like that's the, we're yeah. nurturers we're like that's the that's what people are it's the typecast that's the typecast of, of women so i think cheating doesn't happen often with what women do cheat like because of patriarchy because of because i think because of patriarchy because of the pa- patriarchy i think that's men do this, this men do this y'all do this to yourself <laughs> we're sitting on top of our thrones <laughs> Um, and you're gonna fall at some point. Well, yeah. Question: uh, Do you think that monogamy is natural? If lobsters can do it. Okay, Phoebe. <laughs> Great job. Well done. Uh, um, no, I, I did. Do you th- do you think this is a natural state for human beings? I, I no. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this because I think I have to unlearn this. Like, you're with one person your whole life. Mm-hmm. As someone who's dated lots of people in my 30 years now that like it's hard for me to like because it's like that whole question of like do you believe in a soulmate i'm like i do i believe in multiple soulmates i and not okay. just romantically i believe in coffee know, soulmates yeah like soulmate. friendships like you know like, ikea furniture shopping soulmates <laughs> we can get real detailed and specific but you know what i mean like there's i feel like there's uh soulmate connections that you have with people because like the idea of soulmates and ro- romance and things like that is contrived by society and media and culture right like mm-hmm. 
you watch like uh, the notebook and you're like that's what love is like you're like that's you have a soulmate it's just and I look at that and I'm just like that sounds like bullshit <laughs> like in my eyes yeah you know and I'm like I don't think that's real I think I think love or soulmate kind of love is that you wake up every day and choose to be a good friend to a person you choose to be a good oh, partner yeah. to somebody that's that's what love looks like to me whether platonic or romantic right there's a choice you make every day and in in that it grows and evolves so in your romantic relation there's a couple of people i know that have open relationships with their either like a spouse or partner Mm -hmm. and they have it for various reasons they weren't always open like they're like we're gonna try for this next six months to have an open relationship date other people and things like that And they have rules about... Some of them know about who they're dating. Others don't. Like, they have rules about it and things like that. I don't know if I could ever do that, to be honest. Like, there are some days I'm just like, yeah, I could do that. But I'm also like, I'm an incredibly... I realize I'm much more insecure in relationships that... That I think it would like it would mess with my brain. I'm like, she must be prettier than me. Or she's, you know, or like she must be smarter than me. She must be like... And then immediately it comes about me and not about my my partner's happiness. You have to be incredibly secure, I right. feel like. But I even think even the most secure people, mm-hmm. when it comes to matters of love and romance, I think it just. I think I, I'm 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 thinking about the the couple that I know that is like super like I would say independently are like incredibly, uh, you don't know them uh, mm-hmm. are incredibly. Yeah, incredibly confident in who they are very secure in who they are yep but together they're they're amazing together. like a dynamite dynamite team yeah they're amazing together they support each other so well both of them but them being so there was a period of time that they had an open relationship and he had a hard time mm-hmm. with her dating other people understandably yo even though he was doing it himself yeah but that and male was, ego is so fragile the penis is as fragile. If you sit on it the wrong way, it yeah. breaks. <laughs> it's like, wait, there are other dicks. Yeah, like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I, 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 I don't have, know how I feel. I feel like I would have a hard time too, even and, though I would want to have other relationships too. And then the thing is like, she, she for the most part had no problem with it. But then when he dated a particular person that, because they were talking to each other, like they were talking to each other about the dates that they were having, they introduced at some points, like, the person that they were dating to their... Because they were, like, very open about this. Yeah. And I, and she's like, there was one person that he dated that immediately I got jealous of. Oh, Kimberly? <laughs> really? Oh, really? Becky? Really? Becky? <laughs> really? With that good hair? At the gym? <laughs> Becky at the gym? No. Hey, it's same thing. It's like, some days you want to eat this kind of food. Other right. days you want to eat that kind of food. You're waking up every day saying... I'm going to look at the same plate of spaghetti and imagine it mm-hmm. differently mm-hmm. in different times to appreciate all the subtleties of right. it. Because, I mean, the ideal, someone said this, I forget who, but like 50 years into a marriage relationship, whatever you call it, you still want to be finding out new things about yeah. that person. Yeah. Where, if you don't have that depth at some point, yeah. and I don't know how couples keep that, mm-hmm. but like that's real effort. That's real work. I asked my mom and dad that, like, what what keeps them together. Mm-hmm. And I think for them, they had, like, mutual, like, values, right? So, like, from their Christian faith to what they find, their their family values, their personal values, political values, all, like, all those things aligned so that it made it easier for them to oh, find sure. all these other things that are important for them. Yo, nothing 
would nothing makes my dick go softer than <laughs> someone that psychologically doesn't make me feel yeah comfortable that doesn't, yeah that doesn't stimulate yeah. your like brain. oh yeah no if i can't uh, someone what's the term sapiosexual yeah like, sapiosexual sapiosexual when you get turned that's on, one of the things that are it's in my dating app I'm a sappy Did we talk? We did that at the, at the we bar. We did that together. Yeah, 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 yeah. I put that in my dating app also. If you, it just means uh, you're turned on sexually by someone who's intellectually stimulating. Yeah. Like that, those, uh, the trading of neurons mm-hmm. and, and, and electrons. Deep conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Elect- electrons are firing in your brain. Right. And so I've tried, if I've slept with someone who didn't meet that for me, like I just, I wasn't there. Yeah. Intellectually. Oh man, I, it's hard. It's a hard performance. <laughs> it's really, it's like physical attraction does uh, something right. it, for for sure. That has that's a prerequisite. Right. But then that other piece has to be in place. Yeah. I had a hard time. Is I I was a late bloomer sexually. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it till I got to college mm-hmm. in like my junior. Actually, year. most people don't do it till they get to college anyway. Yeah, but when you grow up in high school, you feel like everybody's doing it, yeah, especially the do. guys, especially yeah. if you play especially sports. Dudes. Yeah, like so on true. the basketball team, I played with yeah. a lot of knuckleheads, mm-hmm. and they would. I mean, they were, according to them, they were getting it in on the reg. Right. And so, but they're probably also lying. Probably not. <laughs> probably they were just like, I tried. They touched it. Nothing really happened. But oh yeah, I did it. <laughs> it's like, but, but then you come back and they be telling you about their like uh their exploits and like oh man front page news i just did another girl right. this weekend. and then you're just feeling like how come i don't how come right. i'm not having sex and the reason being because uh the, the physical attraction is just only so much of it and then there's other parts that need to be in well, place and i think that's also like getting older right like we're sure. 30 and we're like I you could be like the hottest guy in the world and just like take off your shirt and i'm just going to be like is that airbrushed right but if i can't have a if you're not a good person and you don't, if you don't treat others well, like for me, if you, if you're just like, there's a difference between confidence and cocky. For if sure. you're cocky, like it, nothing drives me up more than that. Like, it's just yeah. like, ugh. It's like, uh, yeah. Sure. It's just not a. This undeserved uh, sense of importance. Yeah. Of import because. I've definitely sensed that a lot more with the white men I've dated and I was just like, ugh. Oh yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah. but that's a different kind of entitlement called white privilege and fragility. Um, There's a lot there, yeah. but I yeah I feel like this uh, the the open relationship piece of it and monogamy in general is it's an institution that we've had in place for a long time yeah because it made sense at the time yeah. that monogamy came around it was like it, back in the day according to research mm-hmm. cavemen the whole like, Plato's like Republic right. it was it takes a village literally to raise a child right. Two people have a child. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the village child now. <laughs> okay, everyone, look out for a little child, and you know everyone's responsible for raising the youth. Right. Um, but we started getting into this agricultural society where it was, hey, if you're gonna have a plot of land for farming, have, have you better get some some hands to work that. That Start was my dad's family. We had hit thirteen children. Yeah, it <laughs> my made grandpa, my grandparents. It was good economics. It yeah, was like it you're sense. gonna get old. You need to have people who can run this operation, and right. so uh, it made. But now. As we get away from that agrarian lifestyle, right. and we're in such a consumer uh, mm-hmm. environment, it's like why you don't need to you don't need to have kids mm-hmm. in the twenty first century. Mm-hmm. But it's something that I was talking to my friend the other day. She just had a newborn boy. He's about four months old, mm-hmm. and it's a baby. Uh, 
yeah, I was fresh mm-hmm. and uh, you know, drinking milk and, and not doing much else. Yeah, you know, and poop and p- sleeping. He, he didn't do a damn thing. And <laughs> Maybe so, smiling, which is mostly not, gas. But yeah, that's what she said. It was like this guy, this fat, tubby little thing that just like consumes is uh, so endearing and mm-hmm. adorable. And words yeah. can't describe like the love that right. totally. my friend has for this person. You right. hear that from all friends who have right. like children. I'm not at the point where that's good enough, <laughs> like as as a, a motivation for me to want to have a child. Because the I economics think if you of it, would accidentally had a child, you would be head over heels. Oh God, yeah, you no, would, you I would, would be. What other would be choice would such I have? A, uh, I mean, you could be a dick and like. Do people? Not, do, well, I'm sure people do that. Yeah, it's but called like, deadbeat dads. <laughs> oh yeah, God no, I would definitely take responsibility. But right. I feel like uh, you I would t- be a mush. I'd be like, I don't know who this guy. Is. I talked to a financial planner the other day, mm-hmm. like my retirement. I just went in for like my annuals. Like, right, hey, right. how's this all looking? And she, uh, she was like, uh, we got to talk. She looked almost exactly like my mom first of all that okay. was a little that threw me off a little bit yeah. when i first met her i was like hey maura uh um, are, are, is your name also betty? <laughs> is it betty <laughs> um she she had a except she did it, it, the hair is a little different but anyway right. it looked essentially like her and we're off on tangents talking about 45 we're right. talking about you know like long term what's gonna happen when i'm 75 her daughter who skis right. all stuff but she asked me um are you planning on having kids yeah, she asked me like, "Is that something in your future?" And I said, mm, "Probably the distant future." Right now, I'm not even dating anyone, right. so that's like if, first step. First step, <laughs> nothing's going anywhere. Not dating anybody. But she, um, yeah. but I also said to her, "It's also a, a, a mystery to me how people afford children." I, and she, the reaction you used that where she shook her head, her eyes went wide. It was like, yeah. "I have two, and I don't, under, I don't know." I, my parents have three, and I'm. My grandparents had thirteen. It's like, li- yeah. How, it's how, I don't understand the economics. How did you feed everybody? Like even I for my mom, like you didn't have enough food to feed everybody. Right. And I was telling my mom like something happened with Wrigley last week where I had to take him to the vet, um, and it cost me about four or five hundred dollars. Yeah. I'm gonna get most of that money back for, for a for child. Insurance. But for a fur child, it's not even like a child that talks back to me. It's just a child that just loves me. He just looks at you. He just like, he's just so cute with his face. Who's currently under the coffee table. Anyway. And my mom's like, Bryna, like, oh my god, you just care. Like, she was just going on this rant about, like, how I care more about this dog than about, like, finding myself a husband. Mm. Um, which is what a lot of the conversation sometimes happens. It's okay. Um, and so I was just like, Mom, like, did you, because of the money, did you not have kids? Like, did you, you yeah. know, like, and she's just like, that's not the same. A dog is not a child. I'm like, well, he's my mm. fur kid. He's a living thing. He's a living thing. And, like, I made a decision. And financially, yes, it is a little bit of a burden to have him because his food costs money. His, mm-hmm. you know, like, supplements that I give him to make him healthy cost money. Strong dog. Uh, when I when he was a puppy, I took him to puppy training class. That costs money. That's I, cool. I call him a thing. He's not a thing. He's a being. He's a being. He is, he's, my, he's my fur kid. He's mm-hmm. my... He, if someone's like, well, who was your first kid? His name was Wrigley. Yeah. He was a puppy. Uh, it was a dog. And I think most people who don't have pets... In their mm-hmm. life or in their home, would consider that what I'm saying to be stupid, but like, or like, don't understand like that love and that connection, and that's fine. I'm not saying pets are like kids, but they are. They they have very similar similar attributes and similar attachments that you have. Mm-hmm. Like when Wrigley is like throwing up, I'm like, I can't sleep at night because you're I'm giving like, you're giving him Nyquil, yeah. and you're just like, <laughs> okay, I'm not because that could kill him. <laughs> I'm just saying, this is why I don't have a dog. <laughs> right. You have Wrigley. That's fine. He loves yeah. you more than me anyway. Um, we all know this. <laughs> He's, 
I, I won't comment on that. That's yes. between he and I. <laughs> I, I bet. <laughs> I bet you have personal conversations. To the, to everyone who's listening to the cast, Wrigley, my, I was talk, FaceTiming with my mom a couple of weeks ago, and, and and I turned the, the camera around to show Alex to my mom so that they can just say hi to each other. And Wrigley, like, jumps over and is, like, so excited to see Alex. And my mom goes, oh, my God, he's so excited to see Alex. I'm like, I know, he loves Alex a lot. It's very frustrating oh my as his mom. Oh, my God, why are you so obsessed with me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, so, like, and then my mom's like, they're not the same. Like, a kid and Wrigley are not the same. And I'm like, okay, fine. Let's even, let's remove beings. Did I not, did, was going to college an, a good investment for me? Mm, yeah. and, and my mom's like, yes. Of course. Okay. If, because it was a good investment, did we go into some debt for me to go into college? Mm. Yeah. I mean, there was, you know, like, likely, likely there's in, in general, but was it a bad investment? Was it a, would I ever take it back? No. no. Did it, did it, did I spend a lot of money in college? Yes. Mm. But it doesn't mean like that experience wasn't, wasn't worth it and didn't provide this really great fruit of like experiences that I have, the job that I have and all these different things. Right. It did. Life is for living, not existing. Exactly. And so and my mom was like, would you get another dog if Wrigley, you know, went to heaven? And I was just like, yes, absolutely. She's like, really? I'm just like, yeah, I, can't, you... I can't imagine not having a dog. I was about to ask a silly question. Yeah, ask a silly question. No, I was going to say, do dogs have a heaven? But there is. It was one of my favorite movies as a kid. All dogs go to heaven. There's some theologians, like Christian theologians, that believe that they don't because they don't have a soul. Oh, yeah, I've heard that's me. Um... My mom once, like, not my mom, somebody somebody said that to me and my family, and I just gave them the death stare, because yeah. I'm like, I just need you to not act like God, because you, the way that you act, <laughs> you have no reason to be talking to uh, me right now. Hum, human hierarchy on the planet is a whole other thing, right. but I, I yeah. feel like the, uh, the, but the monogamy conversation is one that I think is interesting, only because uh, I, I see, partner. like, I, I, yeah, but look at animals who are actually monogamous mm-hmm. biologically mm-hmm. penguins yeah they oh, I forgot about penguins penguins spend all their time with their partner when their partner passes away they get very sad mm-hmm. and they usually die afterwards and it's like they don't cheat like penguins find me a penguin that cheated on their partner it does not happen yeah because they're programmed that way yeah we cheating is pretty prevalent in the human race mm-hmm. and it's been that way for a long time now that's societal but it's cultural, and, I think monog- yeah. and but it's also, I would say, biological. I don't think we're like designed to be monogamous, but we've created this so- social social contract, contract too, yeah. that we're going to come hell or high water. We're supposed to live by; otherwise, we get shamed for it. Mm-hmm. Now, people who work in open relationships, mm-hmm. if you got the power and strength to do that, you go that, ahead. Yeah, because that is just as hard as monogamy, in my yeah, opinion. It's so it's confusing because if if we're looking around mm-hmm. shopping with our eyes mm-hmm. at other people it means we're probably not designed monogamously mm-hmm. but if we try to go outside of that construct mm-hmm. to be with other people openly and have mm-hmm. this contract it it ruffles all of our cultural feathers yeah. to go against that grain everyone that i know who has an open relationship has never has not told their family oh yeah no why because it'll like why are you in an open relationship yeah it's too, it prompts too many questions yeah or like, what does that mean? Or like, that's not what, you know, good Christian people do. Or that's not what good, you know, African-American people do. Or like, what, you know, oh, yeah, name, I mean, name whatever identity in there. And like, that's not what, that's not what those people do, you know? And like, that's not what we do as a community or as a society. Um, but yeah, I think if I were with somebody and they were like, 
let's have an open relationship, I would, I, it would take a lot for me to say yes. I think. Yeah, sure. No, I, I would have to consider. It depends on the person. And yeah, also, and, too. And where we are. Like, yeah, where no. me and the person is. Because if you feel like power dynamics in a relationship, if you have more power over that person. Mm-hmm. If you're the reacher. If, and if you're the reacher and yeah. who's the settler, because that's yeah. a thing that happens in relationships. Yeah, if, if you're the settler, I feel like it's, I assume it's easier. Yeah. Because, hey, I have, I always have this stable Reacher, right? Who will be here at my side because they know they can't do better than me, and I can go explore the that, field. That makes me feel not great, though. No, like, it feels it, pretty it feels bad. Terrible to be the reacher. Yeah, because I feel like in every relationship I've had, I've I've been the reacher. Yeah, I think in every relationship that can't be true. We've all been, you know. No, I. Less than equal to. I'm trying to. I was a reacher than. for that. Uh, maybe I was a settler for that. How many numbers are we going through? You have two fingers, three fingers. How are we? I'm just keeping record. We're up to four fingers now. She's going on five. (laughs) 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 Okay, now she's just being ridiculous. (laughs) No. I think I've only been a settler once. That's. I think I've only been a Are you day. sure about that? You should. We'll talk. You off. should sleep on that tonight. No, I, I feel think like I need to process this with you out loud later. I, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Offline, I need like. to. I'll names and names and dates. Because we'll you, know, you know things. But I, <laughs> you but know I, more things. I yeah no I I but if I had that situation worked out I feel like okay I can just date whoever I want to and my girl is always going to be by my side. Right. Like, but on the other hand, if I'm the reacher the constant anxiety of she could leave me at any time if one of she, these people is right. better. Yeah. Which is oh god. And uh, so that's for like stress so me out. if you're someone who has a low self-esteem, yeah. depression, body image issues mm-hmm. and you have a wealthy family who makes multi-million dollar if not billion dollar contracts on their celebrity personality right. and you're the brother who is overweight unsuccessful yeah. and this like beautiful stripper just like walked out you on you like with has, money yeah and you might take to a 21st century millennial mentality of tweeting out all of the pictures and all of your feelings all at once oh and what he did was terrible i just i, I don't get, care how, like how terrible Clark yeah. was, that was not okay anything that you just described to me about the worst kind of pain mm-hmm. The end result being, I went on a Twitter barrage mm-hmm. or an Instagram barrage, or put is, out put out her yeah like like nudes out to the world. That is the most ridiculous. It's it's like yeah. it disgusts me. Like yeah. it is, I don't care what she did to you. Mm-hmm. That's pathetic. It's it's not a it's not a good look on any human being, and right. it's not deserved by anyone. Even I can't think of a person who deserved that kind of shaming, mm-hmm. blaming in that sort of way. So I'm just I'm disappointed that it came to that, but I hope that he gets the help that he needs. I hope that a whole situation of anyone related to that nucleus of a family mm-hmm. who has since been you look at the people who have been on the tangent mm-hmm. of that family, um, who've come into contact with them, and everyone's life has been in some way altered. Positive, negative, right. whatever you yeah. wanna call it. But like we were talking about that in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Tristan Thompson's, you know, poor performance. Is it the curse? Listen, my I'm sis- not gonna put I'm- anything on it, but it's just like there's there's patterns. Right. Remember, remember my, what my sister said to both of us. Was it to both of us? Uh, I don't remember. About like 
technically I was saying that it's like the Kardashians' fault that like you know Reggie Bush isn't doing so well, Chris Humphrey right. is like you know all these whatever. It's like Lamar, Lamar, yeah, Lamar. Like it's a Kardashian curse. It's like why are we blaming this on the the woman? Like they have nothing to do with like the actual what's going on in the court, what's going on in the field. Like it's not the most feminist thing to say. Okay, fine, I'll bite. Yeah, um, let's. That aside, it's not their fault that they're. Oh, famous. there's a pattern. There's a pattern. Yeah, no, it's not. A the, but the, but here's the thing: the, you can't you can't have a demand if the market doesn't want it. Yeah. And the yeah. people who are going for it, mm-hmm. that brand of right. that family. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's what we that's who we should blame ourselves. Yeah. As consumers of the product. I know. So I've if, watched I've watched every single episode. Yeah, yeah. Because it's brainless. Like it's like that's it, money. That's ratings. Yeah, I, you know, I, I shouldn't. I'm, be I'm the problem. <laughs> Look, if nobody, if nobody watched them, would would uh, those celebrity athletes be dating them? Probably. Where is Paris Hilton right now? <laughs> By the I way, has anyone found, where is she? <laughs> Wasn't she the one with one of the well, like with that Kim. era of sex tapes? It was all her. It, it's it was her. She walked on a runway, and this girl behind her, some friend named Kim Kardashian, right. was like, okay. she was her stylist. Like she organized her closets and stuff. Right, and now she's like. She's, she's Kim Kardashian. She's bigger than Pepsi. Yeah. Oh God. I don't know. I, I mean, I could talk about cheating and love because we're all, we're all capable of love. We're all capable of cheating. But if you love someone, would you hurt them by cheating on them? If you know that that will hurt them. Oh yeah, for sure. The answer is yes. That makes me sad. No, it it is sad, but. That's what I'm no, saying. But, but I'm saying, like, I know that the answer is yes or even for me, and I just don't like. I have never cheated, um, that I can think of. I, no, I've never cheated, um, but have I dated someone and looked at another guy, like, oh my of god, that guy's hot. I mean, did I do that on my run at, by the basketball courts the other day? Yes. Did I objectify men? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> did that on Instagram? <laughs> did that on Instagram? In the DM. Um, it was in my DMs because <laughs> it goes down in the DMs. Um, yeah, it just. But that's the wandering eye. That's the that's person. What, like, that's the mind, right? Playing around because we have this puppy mind right. where they plays fetch. Yeah. So it's you like squirrel. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's what our brains and our minds are attracted yeah. to, and only in our most deepest focused concentrated lives Mm -hmm. do i feel like we get past that into something much more um fruitful you know when you're not thinking about sex and you're not thinking about uh relationships romantically yeah it frees up your mental space to have so much more deeper uh reflection (laughs) yeah absolutely. i love that it's like george on seinfeld yeah where he goes without sex for a while yeah that space is a good place to be in but it's it's like a zone but not everybody's wired to even do that yeah it's a zone Mm -hmm. you can't it's like going on a run right and you only get in a zone for a fraction of time it's hard to do an entire run in the zone yeah it's so hard but you get into some minutes Mm -hmm. that are your niche you're breathing right you're thinking right your mind is in the space that is next level Mm -hmm. so uh i feel like that that's the rest of the time Mm -hmm. our our puppy brains are thinking about sex right some studies say men think about sex like every one or two minutes or Mm -hmm. something i think that's too much we couldn't how would you do anything like, I really don't... I don't know, man. I met some guys that... <laughs> Is if... there... That's Nisa. Oh, my goodness. Just so y'all know, we got two dogs in the house today in the studio. She's... Nisa, it's okay, buddy. You're just visiting. You don't even live here. <laughs> How are you gonna... No, she heard She heard my little ding on my phone. 
and that's really what that no, was. What, um, but uh, but I also think about yeah, you're like there's like a zone that you go in. So if you're in a long term monogamous relationship, when does that zone happen? When does in a long term in a long term monogamous relationship? I mean, it depends on the relationship. But I've right. been in I've been in monogamous relationships where five months in where the zone didn't hit. Right, and that's that's a sign. I feel like before five months, something should be... I mean, infatuation. you got to get past the first, what, six weeks? Right. Maybe two months? Right. And before you find out who someone is. And then I would say a few months after that, if, if, if you're not in zone... Right. What, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, is it just... Is it just a person to have sex with or to have companionship with? Or what is it more... And that's when you have like the DTR, the define the relationship conversation. God, right? I've tried to avoid that thing. I know you're really. And there are times where I've been like, "Have you had it yet?" <laughs> with certain comments, certain people. Remember? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I didn't. I've never just with been, that one person. Well, no. Here's what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just that one person. Mm-hmm. But it's it's. Uh, I never avoided it in the past, mm-hmm. but only recently. And I'm I'm so here's what throws people you're off. You're better now. Ended. Here's here's what throws people off. I will tell you straight up what my intentions are. In the relationship. And that, and that makes people... People are, like, not used to that. Because you... Because you're a very low-context conversation. Very low-context. You, you're like, you don't have to read between the lines. I'm telling you exactly how I feel. What I said is what I meant. <laughs> and so, at the very beginning, I will tell you what it is. In every relationship I've ever had, mm-hmm. there is some part of my identity mm-hmm. or personality that I will share with someone or my intentions mm-hmm. at the very beginning or uh-huh. in the first month or two. Yeah. Here, here's where I'm seeing us going potentially right nothing crazy like me talking about kids or marriage or, marriage or anything or, yeah. like that but it's like i'm dating you because i like these attributes i'm interested in knowing this part about you mm-hmm. um let's let's see where this goes along these lines or whatever mm-hmm. and without fail there will be mm-hmm. a, a reckoning some months later or years later mm-hmm. of well you said this but I always thought you meant this. Like, no. <laughs> no, I told you how I felt. <laughs> that, that is exactly what I, the the biggest example of that being uh, people I've been with who've been Christian in mm-hmm. the past, growing up in the Midwest, right, right. dating women of color. Yeah, most that's of them are what Christian. you're gonna get. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, I told them I'm they atheist. They thought they were gonna flirt to convert. Oh yeah, flirt to convert. That's a real thing. I'm sure it is. I, you didn't make that up. <laughs> no, right? I absolutely yeah, no. didn't. I wish that's, I made that is up. Is that widely known in circles yeah. of faith? Yes. Damn, that's and out there. And it's discouraged. Oh, like, God. if you are a good person of faith, you would tell people, don't date someone to convert them to your religion. Don't try to change them, honey. That she, you know, if, they, if they're going to be an atheist, they're probably going to continue being an atheist, told just so you, you know. Told you that day one, and then two and a half years later... Yeah, but I always thought you were going to convert. All right. It's been great. Would you ever, like, say, like, you were dating someone who's Christian or who, who had some sort of faith? Yeah. What, Hindu faith, Muslim faith, whatever, uh, that had, you know, practicing whatever. Um, and they're like, I'm cool that you're agnostic, atheist, whatever you want to call yourself. I'm cool that you're that. I'm, and I'm cool that I'm this. And you don't have to partake, partake in things and whatever. That's cool. Right. But if it goes to be further, and they're like, okay, like, you're thinking marriage and things like that, you're like, okay, to appease my family, because right, we, we got we to do certain things, oh, all right. like a church wedding, or like, hey, a, look, a, a, like a Muslim like ceremony, or This whatever. conversation has come up only briefly on a couple of occasions okay. with different people. Depends on the person. Okay. So I've been 
I've, I've dated women mm-hmm. who, along those lines, are very open to the idea of, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm I believe faith. in this faith, right? But it's more cultural in my family. Mm-hmm. It means something to them, right? You and I, court wedding, fine, right? For their enjoyment, we'll some concessions we'll make, right? And uh, but that's fine in terms of how children are wa- raised. Mm-hmm. Western, secular, mm-hmm. with some faith-based cultural right. tie-ins. Right. Other people, on the other end, I dated this really very pretty woman, mm-hmm. uh, a year older than me, a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and I just like I saw her profile online. I was like, she is wise, very striking. Mm-hmm. So we went on a couple dates, and I come to find out. I ask her, "Have you ever been in a?" Uh, what's the last relationship you were in? Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, that's kind of a big question. Mm. I was like, is it? I feel like it's a pretty mild. Yeah, it's actually We've pretty pretty normal been question on you ask. Three dates, I think. <laughs> so or maybe two dates, but still, I was like, let's just get the crap out there. What do you right. tell me where you're at? Mm-hmm. And she uh, she was like, I've never been in a relationship. Oh, I remember this person. She's, uh, oh, she yeah. was yeah, she was thirty. And very pretty, uh-huh. and great, great body, great features, um, lovely personality, and never been in a relationship at that age. And I was thinking, like, so you've had, bo- like, you dated. You, well, I can't say even boyfriends, but you've right. been on dates since she was eighteen, mm-hmm. but it never went beyond. Yeah, and so she asked me right before I asked her that question. One of the things we were talking about was she's Christian and wanted to know what my feelings were on it. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, you know, like, um, I believe that faith is important for anyone. I mm-hmm. think, like, to live life, mm-hmm. you have to believe in something. And right. for some people, that's religion. Mm-hmm. And what type of religion, based on your family, your region, your nationality, right. all of that can have implications. But whatever wakes you up in the morning and makes you a better person and connects you with something larger than yourself, yeah. it helps humanity and Helps pushes put things into perspective yeah, yeah. yeah like all of that stuff it, it moves moves mountains for people and so i thought as long as it doesn't infringe on someone else's rights mm-hmm. aka like gay marriage mm-hmm. or like telling people how they should live life in in various respects that has nothing to do with anyone else um i think that's where it oversteps its bounds right. but i think like religion's a beautiful thing when it comes to kids i said i don't know how it would be as a parent because it depends on what area we go into of level of Christianity and faith. Right. If we're since we're just being real, as like if this person uh, wasn't down with the big E evolution, mm-hmm. I, for our kids, the, right. for the kids, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, am I going to be the dad sitting out in the minivan outside in the parking lot reading mm-hmm. the New York Times while my family's inside in the pews, right. or am I going to be the dad inside the church? Going there to support my family mm-hmm. and the goodwill towards man, woman, and person, mm-hmm. um, but still hearing the preacher say things. I'll never forget the time I went with my friend and his gospel choir mm-hmm. in college. Best friend from high school, mm-hmm. even better friend when I got to uh, college. Went with him my freshman year. Mm-hmm. We went, slept in the pews overnight. Mm-hmm. In the morning, the service happened. Yeah. I got to watch my friends sing. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite the singer, so, and I'm not very religious, but I got to tag along. Right. And the preacher said some things that were just outright. He would say something one minute and 20 minutes later contradict that with another mm-hmm. statement. Mm-hmm. And it was all besmirching the LGBTQ community. Yeah. And people in the choir were like down for it. Mm-hmm. And, and people in the, in the church. And mm-hmm. I was like, 
the, if this I is had not a, okay. yeah no yeah. if my family were going to a church like that that's not okay I mean what would I do so anyway yeah. I brought this up to her and she said well you know evolution's kind of Aww. yeah and then we went from there and I was like ah oh, this is this, this is, is going to be rough. our final date. This is rough. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and I asked her about the relationship thing. And then I started to put pieces together. And I was like, well, maybe maybe she hasn't found the... I'm one of those guys where, like, right. this thing doesn't work for me. This religious piece, mm-hmm. you, you and all your beautiful features, great. Mm-hmm. But the religious piece can't jive with it. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to work for me. Right. It, it matters. Yeah. It matters. No, totally. Yeah, I just... Could you date, as a Christian Mm -hmm. woman, could you date a man of another faith? Muslim, Buddhist. Atheist, whatever. Mm. Um, Yes, I have. I have dated people outside of... Well, long-term family. Long-term. I have come to terms with knowing that it might be hard to find someone with the exact faith as myself. Or like the way that my faith works out. Um... Did you have a specific denomination of Christianity? Uh, I was grown up. I w- was raised in a specific denomination of Christianity. I don't go. I don't practice that. Mm-hmm. Like I don't go to that church anymore. I go to a more non-denominational, more liberal church. And that's where you see yourself expanding in the future. Openly. I could see myself. Yeah, but and for me, it's about. For me, it's like I want to make sure that my values align with the person that I'm with. That if we were to raise children, if. That's a big if. Because <laughs> um, I don't even know if I really want children. Question or, mark, who knows the future? Right. Like, if I miraculously get pregnant, then okay, we can talk about that. I don't even know if I can have kids. Like, let's put that out there on the we'll cast. Bring your, <laughs> we'll bring your doctor on the next podcast. <laughs> my doctor will tell you, my ovaries are weird. <laughs> my my ovaries are weird, guys. <laughs> Should I get mine? I wonder, is there an equivalent test for men? Do it, can you test, like, fertility for yeah, men? Yeah, I'm absolutely. sure you can. Mm-hmm. Urologist. Is that... I don't even know what they're called. Well, urologists, yeah. Okay. Takes care of the peen, I think. I'll ask I'm pretty about sure. that next time. I'll ask my sister. Ready, let us know. <laughs> um, okay. But uh, I think more and more, as, I've get, as I'm getting older and I'm seeing some of the Christian men that I've been dating, some are... Like, even in that, there's so many... Like, some don't believe in evolution. I'm just like, okay, let's talk about the Bible and when it was written and how it was written. If you look at how the Bible's written when, it, when creation oh. happened... It actually aligns very clearly with evolution if you just kind of think about it, but you don't think about it that way. Um, so I think I think I'm the kind of person that could, but I would also need to be with someone that will respect my family um, sure. and respect that you know my my family. If we go visit, my mom and dad will want us to do family prayer together, and that's something yeah. that. And they may even ask you to pray, and maybe that's something that I say, like, you know, this person won't pray, but they will sit here, mm-hmm. be respectful, oh, and, man. and participate as comfortably as they feel. Um, just because, like, that's something, like, the like family prayer has been a, a huge thing in my life. I've, anytime I go home, we always have family prayer at the, in the evening. Uh, it's We sing songs, we read the Bible, we pray together as a family. A family that prays together stays together. That's, that's like what they the, say. That's what they say. Um, in our bigger family, when anytime we have a birthday party or anything that's celebratory, there's there's music, there's Bible, there's prayer. That's a very like a very big part of my family. So whoever I'm with will need to respect that, and will need to respect that. You know, like for them, me getting married to someone in a church or with a pastor is really important to my family, and okay. in some ways, really important to me too. But I'm also able to like 
I would also be okay with like one of my friends being the officiant of our wedding. Okay. Yeah. But this person who respects all of that mm-hmm. goes to the prayer, uh, follows along so much as they feel comfortable yeah, with. Yeah, absolutely. Your relationship with this person compared to people in your faith who have complete alignment yeah. with all of those values mm-hmm. of not only respecting it, but believing but it pra- at their pra- core. Practicing it. Practicing it. Yeah. All the things are like a shared value unspoken. Mm-hmm. Um, you always have this like qualifier mm-hmm. with the partner you have mm-hmm. around certain core values that yeah. they don't believe in, but they respect. Mm-hmm. Does that in any way diminish the, the value of that relationship? I don't think so. The depth of it. No. Because it's like, so, I mean, it's just, I wonder that. Because I think about that having can, a partner who's, if yeah. I dated a uh, woman who's Muslim, mm-hmm. and strongly mm-hmm. uh, Islam is in her being, and she mm-hmm. knows maybe I don't believe in the same right. uh, spirit, yeah. or tenets, or whatever, yeah. um, is she going to feel a spiritual disconnect? I mean, I think spirituality is part of whatever that means, some sort of spiritual connection with your partner is, is, is necessary in some way. But I think I've been in some pretty bad relationships that for me with Christian men, Mm -hmm. um, that I'm like, I just want someone to love me and respect me. I, I, you know what I mean? Like for me, and maybe that's, and who has a job, like like those are like very, like who has like ambition, who has a good head on their shoulders, who will love me and respect me and love and respect my family. Mm-hmm. And that, like, I don't really care about, like, as I've gotten older, I don't really care. What are you laughing? <laughs> I just had a thought. What? You, know, you just what? like you just like jerked <laughs> forward. Well, I was like, what I was was like, that? You were just like speaking I was about. Deep in you were thought. speaking about all these things that are like universal across, like, I would say, if not global, at least like secular Western culture. Yeah, like absolutely. these things, and I was just thinking, like, <laughs> you know, what's better than religious connection? Mm-hmm. Credit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was someone with good credit. (laughs) You know, like really basic things. (laughs) Um, But no, but like I think because I've I've been with people that you know, like for me, uh, when I date someone, the way they treat their parents is a huge indicator for me of how they may treat my parents. Huge. And so, like, if like I I grew up in a Mm. family where my mom like loves her parents obviously Mm. Uh, but she wasn't really raised by her parents she was raised by her grandmother because of like where school was and things like like because of circumstances not because her parents couldn't raise her just because yeah where at the better school better school was going to be where her grandmother was geography it's not uncommon no totally not uncommon my dad very similar circumstances for him as well he was one of 13 kids they had to spread some make some room (laughs) we got we got we need to make some room um but you know, but my mom like loved when my grand my paternal grandparents were on, loved my paternal grandparents. Like sometimes I was just like, do you love them more than your own parents? Mm-hmm. Because he she will like especially when my grandparents were sick and things like that, she would just like they would make it work, and my mom would be gone for a couple of weeks just to take care of them just by herself, mm-hmm. while everybody else would like would go with their husbands or you know will go with their wives to like help yeah. with you know whatever. When my, my grandfather, my paternal grandfather would often say, like, oh, Rosie's my favorite. Like, he would say that. And, and I'm just like, and I'd be like, Apachan, don't say that. Don't say that. But, like, we know. Well, but don't on. say that. Everyone. Everyone and, I mean, and there was conversations I've had with him that he was, like, really proud of how my parents raised my, me and my sisters. And that was because of the circumstances he understood that both my parents were raised in. 
Like, mm. my dad had a really tough childhood, so did my mom, from whether it be self-esteem issues, whether it be money, whether it be well, all these different things. Like, there were things that that could have been hard for them, but, like, they have overcome that and raised really good kids in, in mm-hmm. his eyes, right? Mm-hmm. And so, for me, and then I look at the way my dad treats my mom's side of the family, just so incredible, like, just so much with love. And even times when they weren't probably the best to him or, like maybe disrespected him in certain ways or whatever. And nothing, like, big. I'm not, like, spilling family secrets. Like, it happens, right? We're families. People have feelings. Um, but he's still, like, to this day, if my grandmother, like, randomly... My, I've only had one living grandparent, my mom's mom. He She lives with um, one of my aunts. And my grandmother will say, like, oh, I was, like, cold this one night. Like, she just, mm. she'll just say that. My dad will go get the most expensive blanket the next day for my gonna, grandmother. I was going to say a blanket. Why does it have to be expensive? Because that's my dad. My dad oh my will only get the best for my grandmother. For my mother and my grandmother. Was this al- alpaca? <laughs> well, he'll he'll go to Costco and get the best one in Costco. Oh, the best. Uh, okay, the best Costco. <laughs> we're not we're not going. You know, he gets like kind of crazy with my mom because we'll like get my mom like a really nice gift for Mother's <laughs> Day, and my dad will be like, "Wait, that's what you got her?" And he'll like go get something even better just to be like, "Look what oh, I got you." Oh gosh, he, that's so. It's, it's kind of sweet. It's so sweet. He loves my. But like, for me, I see like the way you treat your and my of course my dad loves his parents but like he also loves my mom's parents Mm -hmm. for all their flaws for all their good same thing vice versa on my mom's side right and so i'm like that means a lot to me when you take care of your parents when you take when you take care of yourself i'm coming from a very collective system like family right so like that's something that i think about because i think about my parents and like we're three girls and in our culture like my dad doesn't have any sons to take care of him, so it's mm-hmm. one of us. And like, he got shortchanged. It's his fault. The man determines. It's true. <laughs> the man determines the the sex of the baby. Should have shot better. <laughs> um, I if you if you ask my dad, he he's very lucky because he's like, I if I had sons, he said this on his sixtieth sixtieth um, birthday to me. It was just to me. He's just like. Man, if I had three sons, they would never throw this big of a party for That's me. That's right. And I'm just like, you're right. You got party planners here. That's right. <laughs> That's what you have. We're not good at that. Yeah, no, y'all are y'all are bad. In at general, that. as a species, <laughs> as a, as a class, we're not good. But yeah, I mean, I think of the, I think about those things. So if like if certain things don't align, okay, how can you work? Because there's sacrifice in relationship, right? Love requires sacrifice. So if it means like I sacrifice the fact that I want my partner to have this like religious mm-hmm. side of him. But he treats my parents well. He treats me well. He treats my siblings well. You got the eighty percent. I got eighty percent of it. You damn near have ninety percent. Yeah, if anything, I I just don't have this other piece. And like, some people would say that ten percent is huge, but some people would say the ten percent is what it is. But then I think of people who are married to quote unquote Christians who aren't who aren't Christian in my eyes, like in the way that whether in practice because they've cheated on their their wife, they've um, been abusive. They um, they beat their kids. They beat their wife. They uh, are gambling their money away. They're alcoholics. This is one person I'm talking about. <laughs> like these are all this wow. one person I know, and she married a Christian person. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like you got the twenty percent, but the other eighty is is just not there. Yeah. For me, like, and I think about that, and like, I'm sure the people that I grew up with would be surprised. Even my own family would be surprised for me to say like. I'd be with someone who doesn't mm. believe in the same God as me. Um, and there's some days that I'm just like, no, I have to be. Like, of course, the connection with someone who believes in the same God as me and practices the same, like, spirituality as me is going to be... More str- enticing. It's, it's going to be more enticing and strong, and it'll make so many things easier. 
in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. it, especially if they ha- are also respectful and loving yeah. and all these different things. Of course, that's ideally that's what I would want. Yeah. But if if you brought a person in front of me that gave me everything except that one piece, right? I could be I, that could be a negotiable for me. Before it wasn't negotiable. It was mm-hmm. one of those non like you have to be someone this way and. And there are days that sometimes it is, but other times, like, if you find, like, love is weird. So, like, when you fall in love, you fall in love. And, and God is love. And right. so if your two gods, dissimilar in title, mm-hmm. are same in attributes. In mm-hmm. values know, and, and all these yeah, things. I yeah, I think that's what's, what's interesting about religion is, especially, like, religions that are, like, the Abrahamic religions, yeah. um, you're coming from the same playbook. Yeah. More or less, yeah. different different routes. Yeah, but it's the same same thing. Yeah, and so they're just branches of yeah. Ju- Judaism. So wait, we agree on love, respecting thy neighbor, yeah, like being good to your family. Don't and be an adulterer. Be, be responsible, <laughs> like but, don't beat me, like wait, unless but, I ask you to. But you have to pray five times a day, and I only have to pray like, well, if you're bad at it, like just Sunday or yeah. whatever. <laughs> like, who am I to judge? I don't know. I don't know the, the I don't know the the clock. There of the is Christian a clock prayer. In Christianity. Yeah. But so okay. you so you have a but yeah. Like, I mean, if if we're relating on a level where these two people share so much at their core, but it's different culturally in their upbringing, right. I would hope we see the similarities rather than the differences. Yeah. Uh, and at the end of the day, I mean, it would be hard. I think it would be super hard for my family as if I brought someone who didn't have the same faith as me. Mm-hmm. But it would be hard for my family if I brought someone who was black. Yeah. What, no, white, I was just going to say. Asian. I, no, I was just going and to why say. And why is like I can date someone who's like black, but they're also Christian, so that's okay. Or like, or like actually it's better if you date a white Christian because that's better. Because that's essentially what we're all atta- attaining the to be anyway. The <laughs> of intersectionality <laughs> right. is like. White it's like, Christian is it's, what we want. It's like shopping. It's like choosing your meal at Chipotle. It's like <laughs> which I had today. Well, yeah, it, it's on my mind. You're just like, oh, okay, I'm gonna have the burrito. Oh, but that's you know high in fat. Right. You want to get something? Let me get the bowl. The bowl. I get the burrito bowl. The salad. Oh, then we have the salad. It's nicer. Okay, can you put guac on that? Oh, but that's high in fat. Oh, and but it's, more money. And more money. But it's the healthy kind of fat. Right. right so right. it's like the intersectionality of good, bad. <laughs> yeah. But how good? How and bad? And it's complex and it's culturally constructed and it's all those different things. For me, at the end of the day, be a good human, treat me well, treat my family well, and I will do the same to you. I know for a fact, whoever comes into my family, and if they love my family, like if they treat them well, my parents will care about that person way more than they do me. I, but <laughs> don't you think it will take them an adjustment second? It might be awkward at the beginning. Sure, 100%. It yeah. would be awkward if it was exactly what my parents wanted. Cause, That's true. Because they're, they're parents. You're the parents. Like My dad says all the time how... Like, he wants me to get married. Like, he'll, like, say it every once in a while, like, like of me getting married. And then the one time I brought up a guy that I was kind of seriously dating, and, like, I was just like, I just want you to know that I am. Mm-hmm. His whole face was not happy. It was just like, wait, what? <laughs> like, <it> was like, <laughs> and, I, and I was like, I mean, there were some things about this person my dad didn't necessarily like. Oh, so he knew the person. No, 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 he didn't. I just told about him, like, uh, his job, his uh. faith, all these different things. Um... And my dad was like, okay. But he also was seeing me being happy. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, he was still uncomfortable. I, no matter how old I am, I'm still like You're this, the oldest daughter. And I'm, like, so. I'm still like a one-day-old baby to him. Like, yeah. I'm not 30 years it's like, old. You were my you were my first round. Yeah. And so this and is... And I have not messed you were, up yet. You're my Lonzo Ball. So, like, I Why got two more. Why do you have to say that? I got, two, I got two more after you. Why do you have to say that? I need you to be great. 
better than great. I need you to be the best basketball player of all time. All right, we, did, we Sorry. digress. Maybe that's too much. <laughs> that went that went too bad. But uh, no, no, no. I think, but this is this is uh, whoever I, think I bring is going to be weird for them. Yeah, no, absolutely. But, but I think that's my mom will hundred percent love him so much. I whoever I end up marrying, one your your mother in law will love you so much. It's going to be so annoying. For my me. parents were telling me over the phone. We were catching up one time, and mm-hmm. they said, "This is to your point of like." No one. It will be awkward with the one Anybody. person, whoever it is. Yeah. The the nice part about being open to dating long term mm-hmm. and just open to multiple relationships. Love has a shelf life, right? Mm-hmm. Some people, that shelf life is death. That's right. in the vows. So you're going to live it out to the extent that you are healthy and alive. Right. For some people, that's negotiable with a divorce. Mm-hmm. You know, we have this contract. Or circumstances of... Your marriage that makes you right, whatever. Yeah. I mean, the worst things happen to families yeah. or, or loved ones, yeah. and so you might end up splitting on mutual um, agreements for the better of both parties. Yeah, whatever. But um, you know, there's this contract that says we're in it to win it. That's all there is to right. it. But with the shelf we're gonna, life, we're in a big baller brand. This in yeah, <laughs> there's a there is a, a book going solo, mm-hmm. written by an NYU professor mm. in the city. Who said uh, he studied all these relationships with people throughout their lives from ages 18 up to death mm-hmm. like very elderly mm-hmm. nursing home type folk and so found the rise of single culture in the United States is becoming ever more a thing yeah. with increasing social status or geography living in cities mm-hmm. living longer yeah. healthier lives yeah. with exercise medication Mm -hmm. diet these Mm -hmm. different things so people are advancing in age and so they might get married at 20 25 and then get divorced at 55 60 and they still have like 30 years on their Mm -hmm. life it's like okay so now are you going to get remarried what's the plan it's like you know i'm catching up with friends i haven't seen in a while and meeting new friends and i think that's what when I talk to people in my community back in Chicago or like people in the Indian community, mm-hmm. they like some of them who've gotten married at a younger age are envious or think that like my life is so glamorous because I'm single in the city, like all these independent, independent. I'm able to do things. I'm able to travel. I'm able to yeah, get promotions. But, like I'm able to have a dog. Like I mean, all these like right. things that are, you know, uh-huh. that you maybe may or may not be able to do with like when you're partnered with somebody. Um, I also think I know myself so much more than I did when I was like 22 years old, obviously. I would hope everyone does. I think I would hope so too. Um, but I think when I tell my mom, like, if I don't get married till I'm like 60, I'm 1000% okay with that. Yo. And my mom, it's like, my mom and dad, it's like a... Mortified. They're mortified. They want to, they're like, do you want us to die sooner? Like, like, <laughs> that's, and I'm just like, and if you, and I tell them like, if you're planning on dying, can you just do it together in one swoop? Because you guys will be miserable without but each other. It's, it's the, it's the, it's the, uh, Hassan Minaj, uh, it's the, the, whatever the, the term was he used. I forget the language. Loke uh, Kenge? Loke Kenge. Yeah. Like, what will people say? Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't give a crap. <laughs> Yo, those people can do whatever they want with their lives. Because, and the thing is, like, I also recognize I'm getting fulfillment in what I possibly could in a relationship with other relationships in my life, right? There's, like, you and I. We, mm-hmm. we hang out and talk and, about deep things for an hour and 42 minutes, like, of, like, you know, it's, all it's the things. It's too long. It's too long. We've been talking a long we're time. We're going to edit down this an hour ago. I don't care where we were at in the conversation, we're but just that's gonna stop. all. <laughs> but, I mean, so there's that. I have other friends that I talk about. Um, Broadway and music. I have mm-hmm. other friends that I talk about, like religious and like spirituality things. Like, 
I'm getting fulfilled in so many different ways. Like, I know that, like, I know who I can talk to. I'm like, I have this art question, which I had an art question, by the way, and I'm going to talk ask you about it later. But, but don't ask me about Black China. I right? won't. But if you had a question about pop culture, I you would, would ask call me. you. You'd be like, Bri, who is Black China? LeBron, LeBron said, be a star in your role. Right. <laughs> Can't do everything. Be in your lane. Be in your lane. And I think, like, that's hard because we're also incredibly, I'm also incredibly privileged because I'm able to live in a city where I'm able to find really interesting people. We talked about that in our first podcast of like, we live in such an interesting time in our life currently in our 20s, in our late 20s and 30s to be living in New York City, to be around really interesting people. It's gross. It's disgusting that what we have. Yeah. And like, and I look at this and I'm just like, why get married and ruin this? One of our friends <laughs> said this the other day. They were like, you know, we finished doing some uh, project together mm-hmm. where we were using all parts of our brains mm-hmm. to deconstruct, reconstruct, design, right. Ooh, do nice. all these yeah, things yeah. for, for a, a vision we had going forward. And then somewhere in the middle toward the end of it, they said, you know, we're kind of privileged to get to do this. As a job. I was like, yeah. kind of? <laughs> I was like, kind Excuse me? Don't you get just... jaded, boo. Don't <laughs> no, be jaded. This all the we time. We are privileged. <laughs> but anyway, back to what I was saying. Because of that, though, mm-hmm. we're in a, di- a very different socioeconomic climate mm-hmm. um, where you can have all these tangential and sequential and interconnected relationships with Soulmate-like people. Soulmate-like relationships. Soul- very deep. Mm-hmm. Very deep. But... That only, sexual? but yeah. very temporary. Yeah, and people can uh, look at that from outside mm-hmm. of a of a urban area and mm-hmm. say like, "How are you doing?" It's like the way my relatives sometimes. I'll be at a family get together in the Midwest, and the little kids. There's always little kids running around yeah. who I don't know. Like, who's this kid now? Yeah. Who's cousin? <laughs> is it is it second cousin? Twice removed. <laughs> who got married? Um, the kid will come up and be like, "Where's he from?" Because they haven't seen me. And they're like, oh, Alex lives in New York. And they're like, wait, you know, they find out I don't have a car. Like, wait, why doesn't he have a car? You're like, I have a bike, though. I have a bike. Like, is he I poor? have multiple bikes. <laughs> is he like, does is he, he five? Does he have a house? <laughs> like, no, he doesn't have a house. He lives in an apartment. What? <laughs> yeah. And, and so, like, all these things are, are, are the concepts are different in yeah. this environment. So we can have these, these relationships to the point where I saw this very great public speaker who talks about public speaking. She came to speak to us. And I, I was just really taken with her approach. Mm-hmm. So afterwards, she's probably like late 40s. Okay. And I came to talk to her and I said, hey, great job. You know, tell me more about this. She tried to instantly set me up with a friend and was like, hey, you're, wait, wait, blah, blah, blah. Formalities, you're single? Mm-hmm. Are you looking to date someone right now? Because mm-hmm. I have people. I just wow. need to set you up. I right. was like, thank you. Not right now. Not you, the right you're time. You're also at work. Really don't want to talk about this. It was off to the side. It, <laughs> yeah. was, it was pretty discreet. But I yeah. was like... Um, she because she mentioned in the presentation she had gotten married not that long ago right. in her mid 40s mm-hmm. and she said uh, you know look my advice to you don't get married to your 40 like <laughs> at, at least Mom, 40 you heard that? dad you heard that <laughs> well you know, and she's a woman of stature who's mm-hmm. done things in her life that she's very proud of and so she kept working toward these things yeah. and she's like you know I don't a re- relationship doesn't really make sense to me at this time and then once she came into one when it's right. When, when it, it was yeah. right. Yeah. She said, even now, having lived by myself for so long, used to my ways, it gets annoying. Yeah. I, I know this guy very well. I think the world of him. But still. But the way he brushes his teeth. <laughs> right. So annoying. I had, a, I had a friend stay with me 
for a, a, a male friend that I knew from grad school came mm-hmm. to stay with me for 10 days in the city before he went somewhere else. I had never lived with somebody else since freshman year of college. Right. When we used to eat Cheetos and, and like spit sunflower seeds and Gatorade bottles and that was the most disgusting thing that we both did okay but now I'm an adult and I'm like okay there's certain things that I don't even notice that I do because they're just my habits right. and no it's one your calls home. me on yeah. it he stays with me for 10 days little things when I get up I usually my cycle for urination usually gets me up around like 3 or 4 in the morning I go oh take wow a, that sucks no I take a piss I walk right back to bed I am deep sleep right back to it um, I never understood like, I drink a lot of water, and I, like, I don't piss in the middle of the night. Between eight hours of sleep, you don't, I don't know about that. For me... Well, I mean, I piss before I go to bed, so... I'm like, yeah. I'm like my dog. Like, I piss... No, like, I... Yeah, <laughs> I do. I get up in the, like, but I get up at, like, 5.36, and have... Because I have to use the bathroom. Okay. That... Okay, so Yours is 5.36. Mine is, mine is a little earlier. Yeah. So I do this thing, but... Um, I started noticing like, the first time I did, it's in the dark. Right. I know where my toilet is. Right. I walk to the toilet. I go do your, to do your business. But here's the thing. I'm a gentleman, so I don't stand when I piss. I sit when I piss. Wait, okay. What? Because there's some guys who have this. Wait. Men, yeah, seriously, you, in your home? In my home. I'm gonna be comfortable. Are you kidding me? I'm gonna sit down. I'm learning so much about you. Look, <laughs> I don't know where this misnomer is that like guys. I just assume all guys stand up when they piss. I think guys who have this like. Uh, heteronormative uh, importance on their sexuality. Like, if you stand, you're a man. If you sit, you oh, I just. I will. Learn. I will definitely say you are. You are much more secure in your masculinity than most men I know. I do squats once a week. I I exercise enough. You're I'm like, gonna I'm sit good. down. <laughs> I'm gonna do this piss. So I, I I go ahead. I I go to sit down. Mm-hmm. Dark middle of the night. First time my guest has stayed there. Why is my ass in the bowl? <laughs> like, why is my ass in the bowl? So, like, it was a very rude... I'll tell you what, I didn't go straight to sleep right after that incident. That Welcome really to what women deal with all the time. And that's what I said. I was like, wait, is this what we're doing in public restrooms? This is bullshit. And so, I like, you're in my home. Please be say, my guest. Can I just pee in my house? Are you sitting down? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. I just always assume you were standing up. If it's a public toilet that I don't believe in, <laughs> yeah, I, I will either stand up or I will squat and hold it not touching the rim. Got it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I'm learning so much about you. Yeah, no, Do you know I, other men are like this? Yeah, I'm sure, but we don't have a focus group for it. We mm-hmm. don't come together. Maybe this will br- bring out those folks. Squatters are us. Piss Sitters Anonymous. I love it. Uh, we Hashtag have... Piss Sitters. Oh my God, that's going to be the title. <laughs> we have. I So over the course of 10 days, I was like, this is interesting. He has a habit that I don't have. Right. I Okay. He's in my home, but he's my guest. I'm going to see how long it takes him to gather that I prefer the seat down. Right. So I uh, put the seat down, use it, go back to bed. Next day, I find the seat up again. He used it. I use it. I keep the seat down. Back and forth we go for 10 days. Seat goes up. Seat goes down. Seat goes up. Seat go- he never took the hint. And I was like, I'm not mad at him. You know why? Because it would be silly. I didn't tell him that right. it bothers yeah. me. He can't, he doesn't you can't know. read your mind. Yeah, like, this is the most minor thing. Mm-hmm. Am I really going to pick an argument about this? But I just, I noticed something in my brain. It's like, yeah. it's very interesting to watch you in this space right. become uncomfortable with the most minor thing of living with someone yeah. during this time. 
other thing peanut butter jar feel free make yourself at home yeah peanut butter is delicious well i had some today before how do you how do you get the peanut butter out of it i take a A knife knife and scoop what i how much i want what was that motion you just made with your hand when like i went i scooped like you scooped in what what are you doing with towards myself towards yourself it like kind of in around around yeah like i it's it's the perimeter of the, the right. jar mm-hmm. so you're making like you're skimming off the side yeah so that i get the most out, i could get the most out of my jar you're you're taking peanut butter off the edge mm-hmm. of the uh, yeah. jar yeah um my friend stabs he's a stabber oh no yeah no it was oh, like God. a murder scene in my peanut butter jar <laughs> I went in, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You just it was a murder scene, buddy. Well, yeah, normally <laughs> my now. peanut butter jar, jar is smoothed over. Right. With it, this, like, precise... It's also very aesthetically pleasing to look at when I open it every single time. I enjoy it. I am. This guy massacred the peanut butter, like, right I'm in the gonna, center, like, took it out. Should I get you a peanut butter? Like, well, I feel no, like... it was fine. It's, it's been years since. But anyway, I just noticed these things. I was like, am I really going to pick a fight about... I feel that way smoke? about toothpaste. How do you get your toothpaste? Okay. You mean in terms of squeezing or rolling? Yeah. I roll it. Okay, good. Yeah, because I mean, I don't mind squeezing either, because like if you look at my toothpaste right now, Mm -hmm. it's it looks like it's but I like I get it from the bottom. Yes, like but I like my sisters. I live with them. I love you guys, but they go straight to the top. I'm like, why? Why Why are you you doing at the top? Why? (laughs) There is physics (laughs) in our favor. Physics is working in our favor to help us get this toothpaste out. But yeah, like also, um, what was the other thing? There. Oh, toilet paper roll. Mm Mm-hmm. Over under. Over. Right. Someone tried to explain under to me, and it I was like, make "Are any you? Sense. You? You don't even have to have taken high school physics to get the like the convenience of over far outweighs the I had under." I an argument with a supervisor about how she was like, "Under is better." I'm like, "What?" I'm, I was like, "I'm, I'm gonna quit today." <laughs> well, it was grad school, so I was paying for school, so oh, I was just like, "All right, right, I just need to like shut up." And I'm like, "This is." You put it on their evaluation. Right. <laughs> I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna. I'm just going to not say anything about this. But, I mean, like, I'm so used to, I was telling my sister this, I was, I'm so used to living alone, living with someone else, even if it was just a roommate, right. is going to be hard. Yeah. yeah right? No. And can you now imagine now, I have to share a bed with someone, mm-hmm. and I have to, like, think about, like, what we're eating for dinner. Like, for me, I'm like, I, I, really, I was with you, and I was just like, oh, crap, I didn't eat dinner. Choices. I should probably eat food. I'm just going to quickly make a peanut butter jelly sandwich, because that will hold me over. It's not... Like, too much, too little. It's right. what, exactly what I need. Get some banana in there. I get what I need. I had a, a ton of vegetables and stuff earlier today in my omelet. Mm-hmm. I think this, is, this will it's be the good. NBA's player's choice of food. Peanut butter and jelly with mm-hmm. some banana. And sometimes if I'm being crazy, I'll put a little bit of honey. If I'm being a little that's crazy. That's wild. That, but I don't you do it all the time. You could toast it. A little bit mild toast. I, that's how I do it. Yeah. Mild toast, peanut butter, jelly, banana, a little bit of honey. I, that's what I usually eat when I have a long run. Crunchy right. or smooth? crunchy yeah extra of course crunchy. Ugh. such good times see this is why we're friends <laughs> we didn't know this before today this there's a lot of things this is because we like crunchy peanut butter <laughs> over crunchy peanut butter the way you scoop the peanut butter yeah. these things matter these are the little things if we actually like god forbid one of us becomes homeless and has to live with the other it already is off to okay. a good start yeah we're, we're we'll be right. okay but my point is that I didn't have to. So back to what I said, I don't have to tell my friend these things. I was just observing mm-hmm. it because I want to watch my own mental framework. Yeah. So one day, if I do live with a partner, I know where my line is. Mm-hmm. 
and and so I I learned a lot of things. So I still like I never told him yeah. before he left. We had a great time mm-hmm. outside of that, and it never even. Now I want to know who it is, but tell me offline. He actually uh, listens to this podcast, so I'll Yo. tell him right after this. And he made a suggestion for something we could do on a future podcast that I really like that I'll run by you later. Okay, but. Um, still my guy to this day. I think he's amazing. Um, artist, friend, good person all Mm -hmm. around. But I was just like, okay, he stabs peanut butter. That's, what kind of person does that? (laughs) Savage does (laughs) that. Savagery. But, uh, but so having someone who's older, I dated someone who was older by, uh, a decade. Okay. And so I was like, interesting. I can't wait to do that. Date younger men. Oh yeah, no. I because if love I get younger age. men now, it's like they're still in college. So women, <laughs> women in their forties. What I like, my my parents were talking to me on the phone back mm-hmm. to where I started. They were saying, "Your friend from high school, you know, we're still in touch every so often. Like, did he tell you he got married?" I was like, "Oh no, I didn't hear that. He was at our barber shop saying, oh, yeah, I got married. Mm-hmm. Here was the wedding, and right. the woman um, they're having a child or already had the child uh, is older than him by ten years. So he was like, like they have 30, a- 30, She was forty. Okay. And so they had a child together mm-hmm. after, you know, so they're getting married and, uh, you know, then my parents were joking like, are you dating any 40 year olds? <laughs> and then you're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I am actually. I, I think I remember you telling me the yeah. story and your dad's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. It, they were like, all right, tell fill us in. Like right. why, what, what's the, what's the catch or what's the, no the appeal? And I said, there's no games. Yeah. The thing is at that age, women in a position of independence mm-hmm. who have worked through all the bs mm-hmm. patriarchy uh, sexism mm-hmm. things that they just have to deal with on a daily basis and even their own stuff their, their own, own the yeah. mental trappings of mm-hmm. my age my weight my appearance insecurities, insecurities yeah, and why things. am i not with a man am I, mm-hmm. at the point where they're like i'm self-sufficient i like who i am mm-hmm. and that's good enough yeah and anyone who accepts me for me Cool. They get so it, or it. they don't yeah. get it, yeah. and um, they're lost if they don't get it. Yeah, yeah. no, totally. Like yeah. I recognize I'm a catch. Let me know if this is what you want. Yeah, totally. So then uh, entering into that, I was like, man, this is really this. that's so, much more sexy than yeah. So than this, all the, other stuff. the shelf yeah. life of love is much more mm-hmm. applicable and possible in an environment where you have millions of people at different stages of life mm-hmm. who are open and accepting to people at their stages mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to last forever so i was with that person up until about two months mm-hmm. something like that very casually two months ago no no no, no. Oh, sorry. with the, with them for, for two, two months, months. Okay. yeah yeah and then um, i was saying like two months ago really i'm like months, i feel like i, I would have known this and what their what what they did the kind of person they were mm-hmm. their interests like our humor mm-hmm. all of that stuff was very much in sync they watched the i don't watch any tv mm-hmm. but the one tv show i did watch at the time mm-hmm. was portlandia <laughs> and she got it you know it's also ending portlandia oh it's ending yeah yeah yeah. Them, yeah i had a that's fine it's yeah. about time they're yeah. They've anyway, had a lot of seasons. So they, they've been. yeah, they've gone in different directions, mm-hmm. and I understand. So, but she, uh, but not many people get that dry humor. Yeah, and she got it. And There's it was a level of shows. intellect you need to like kind of have to understand. I that. didn't understand that till season three. Oh yeah, when I was, I had watched all three seasons up to that point. Yeah, and then something happened. Carrie Brownstein did something, and yeah. I laughed, uh-huh. and I said, "Oh." You have to be smart to get that. No, no, no. I was like, that's the first time I've laughed <laughs> since I watched this entire series. Because <laughs> so it's really, weird. It's yeah, weird it's weird. But I was yeah. watching. I couldn't. I don't watch any TV, but I watched it up to three seasons, never laughing once until mm-hmm. season three. 
but it was like still intellectually humorous to right. me. Yeah. So yeah, it takes a level of that. But she got it, and we both like sports mm-hmm. very much. But mm-hmm. she followed it extremely well. That's that's sometimes hard to find in women. And right. And so I'm just looking at that, thinking like, if I were to settle down and let the clock pressure me, being as a man, the clocks, you know, and society's pressure is not as heavy. Mm-hmm. But if I were to say, you know, I'm gonna really prioritize finding a meaningful relationship that will amount to marriage mm-hmm. and make it a focal priority in my life, mm-hmm. I guarantee you the result would not be as satisfying mm-hmm. as letting it happen in this environment. Mm-hmm. Now, that that's not true outside of New York. There mm-hmm. are places where your options just are limited. Right. Um, you get what you get. There's a little more pressure yeah. to do it quickly. Mm-hmm. But here I feel like the city is so transient. People are always ascending descending exiting entering mm-hmm. um you kind of have to leave it up to chance mm-hmm. and you get surprised yeah so yeah no i think I, yeah the opening to possible relationships and marriage and what love can look like across religion across faith across race mm-hmm. and so on is uh is a luxury that we have and, yeah. and i don't plan to take it for granted no i don't for sure yeah okay we so talked about a lot of things. We're at we we're need to two go. hours. We need to. There was one other thing I had to say, but I, I don't. Here's I don't, the, here's what I was care. gonna say. The only thing on the docket I did. Did you see that? This is so off tangent, but I just <laughs> have to say this. This is some. This is like, we need to really think about what we're doing with um, culture and tradition. Okay. In terms of underwear, I'm talking about I Wimbledon. I'm not wearing underwear, but okay. Yeah. No. Hey. Free ball, dude. In this situation that I'm about to tell you, mm-hmm. that would have been better. So this guy okay. at Wimbledon, mm-hmm. I, I could pull Wimbledon, up the information. The, the tennis, the tennis, match. the tennis match that's going on right mm-hmm. now, nearing the finals, July 15th. Yes. This guy on the the boys' side, boys' tennis. It's mm-hmm. the junior side. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know they had this. Oh, but I didn't the know reason, that either. No, yeah. the reason I figured this out is because an umpire. A line judge went up to one of the tennis players. You know they wear all white at Wimbledon. Yes. You uh, are wearing underwear, sir. Um, yes, yes, I am. And it's uh, looks like it's gray or black or like, yeah. So when he would go hit the ball, his shirt hung like six inches over his waistline where, okay. the, where the thing was. But yeah. when he would go in motion, action, right. it whatever, goes up a little. Yeah. His shirt would like fly up with, with and you energy. See a, and you see a little and bit of a you can see a little yeah. bit of a band. Yeah. And they stopped play and said, your underwear is distracted. Stop. No, kidding. It was because great. It's not, it was not anything like, it wasn't like. Because it's not white. Because it wasn't white. And it was you know, like that, that's a deeper issue of like white supremacy. Can we in my talk eyes. about no, no, no? I was like, I should I make this racial? I kind of feel did. like it is. I just did. A white guy just went up to a white guy to tell him your underwear in, wasn't in white London. enough in white London, and I was just like, this is London the most is really pretentious. brown with all of the Daisy folks that are there. Just saying. Yeah, sure, mm-hmm. but the, not at this affair. And then the yeah, line, just like the umpire is like, well, and then the supervisor for the umpire came out and said, we're gonna stop play. You need to go change. To white Stop. underwear. Hey, everyone in the stadium who cannot see this guy's underwear. <laughs> Stop. Go get a hot dog, a refreshment, a pretzel, Do whatever. Do they have hot dogs in London? No, I was just going to say that's not their thing. Get some fish and chips. Get, yeah, I was like, get some, whatever. Get some chutney because that's another thing that yeah. they have. Yeah. He's going to go change. <laughs> he went to go change into some, I don't know, tidy whities yeah. and came back out and, and beat Could the do. guy. Yeah, he won oh, the match. God. But I was like, did we... Really, Br- London stopped play. 
so that this guy could change underwear because like you can't even see it that's my thing it's under your wear you know tradition is so important and so my thinking is like tradition what is it good for because in situations where it's absurd that, we that's really absurd. that's not that's in the silly. spirit that's not in the spirit of no. and michael jordan played games in his early career that also he wore his north carolina shorts, shorts. under oh, yeah. his bulls th- and, and if now the style of basketball shorts is what michael jordan because you need to have longer bigger, longer and bigger yeah. shorts yeah yeah and they're like excuse me are you wearing your north carolina shorts on under the-? yeah and if he is let them do it. Yeah. People would wear things like the spandex yeah. uh, leg leggings mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Sometimes the color didn't match. Magic Johnson wore these blue like uh, knee pads mm-hmm. and stuff. Didn't match his uniform. Mm-hmm. And this thing was like a practice. You're going to get on some person about their underwear? Listen. Pettiness, I wonder if, if he we had balled a... it. Because that's what I... If, if he didn't have an extra underwear. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But that's what I would have done. If we had a petty person of the week... A petty person would be the people at Wimbledon, boys. I feel like we should tennis. have a petty person of the week. This that's week, funny. Wimbledon officials, <laughs> you boys petty. league, you petty. <laughs> you petty. You get it this week. Congratulations. Uh, we talked for so long. I knew we were going to talk for so long because it was about love and We said it was going to be a short nope, podcast. It's We lie. All right. Sorry, everyone. If <laughs> you're still here right now, you're the real MVP. Sorry, not sorry, because I loved our conversation. That was awesome. Yeah, thanks for dabbling. Should we, do, should we go dribble? Yeah, let's go dribble. All right. All right, so here we are in our dribbling portion. We are two hours in to the podcast, um, and I'm I'm loving our conversation, but no promises of how much longer this podcast is going to be, because it's going to be lit anyway. Yeah. So let's talk about what's going on in the world of basketball. Um. Okay. So much. Two weeks ago, Phil Jackson got fired. Yeah. Parted ways, whatever. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah, and we were all just like in New York, kind of generally rejoicing. Yeah. D'Angelo Russell, Lonzo Ball, the draft, like all those things happened. We talked about that. So since then, we were speculating where Paul George was going to go almost immediately after. Right. Literally the next day. To most people's shock, he got traded to Oklahoma City. We and they were not even in the conversation. No. Which was like that's what I was just like, I didn't even think about OKC. We heard Houston, we heard LA, mm-hmm. we heard Boston. And we heard the Cavs. And the Cavs. Those were the four that everyone was talking about. Right. And Cavs were looking for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They were looking like maybe at Butler. Then right. Butler went to Minnesota. And right. they were looking at PG, mm-hmm. PG thirteen. And then he to his surprise, even right. you ask him today, it was like, I was a little surprised too. They brought him to Oklahoma City to play alongside league MVP Russell Westbrook. And SB's athlete of the year? Athlete Male of the athlete year. of the year? Male yeah. athlete of the year. Yeah, he got that. So Paul George comes in there and what do you think? Like what what promise does this hold? Well, I mean, the, he he did an interview recently, um, as a, a sports center interview where he was just like, you know, of course I would want to go back to LA and like cuz it's only a year contract with um, OKC. It's a one year contract. He's a rental. Huh? He's a rental. Yeah, he's a rental. Um, and after one year, one year he'll see. So of course, I would love to go back to my hometown, and that's like something that you wanted to do. But if you're, if I am on a team that's winning games and going to finals and doing these things, Huge why question. would I? Why would I leave that? Why would I leave that? So he's play? basically telling OKC, "You want me there? We gotta win games." Well, that's I what, don't that's, think, that's what no, I direct. Took from yeah, that. no, no, a direct thing. But it's also saying like Lakers, 
you're on the clock. Yeah. Show me something in a that's year. That's enticing. That's enticing. You show me a team with Lonzo and that crew that looks promising and you have the cap space next summer with the deals they set up. Magic Johnson, kudos to him, mm-hmm. set up, is setting up some com- contracts that uh, will leave them space right. in the summer of next year right. to re- get people who are currently on contracts that expire. Paul George, LeBron, LeBron. James. Yeah. Some people LeBron who... was at uh, the Laker Summer League game yesterday mm-hmm. and commented on uh, Lonzo. Lonzo's uh, shoes, Kobe's that yeah. he was wearing. Not the big baller brand. No. He... And he said he was trying to get the Mamba mentality. Whatever. I'm like so over it. <laughs> the Mamba mentality is an entirely different shoe. He was wearing the uh, Kobe ADs. Yeah, I don't. Which are his new shoe. The, the new Mamba mentalities is totally separate. Uh, oh, he just a, said he just said he was in the Mamba mentality. No, I get that, but Kobe's offset shoe. He has a signature shoe line, right? Which was the Kobe up until the eleven last year when he retired. Uh-huh. So since Kobe retired, they started a new line called the ADs uh-huh. after death or whatever. Ooh, yeah, it's very biblical. Very, because he thinks he's Jesus. Okay, cool, cool. Keep going. Walking on water. This <laughs> dude. Uh, got these new shoes, but then his offset line, he has the Kobe Phenomenons and the Kobe Mentalities. Mm-hmm. And so the Kobe Mentalities are like a little cheaper budget model. Mm. So that's what... Anyway, some people Ooh, talk about that. that's kind of like him saying that I have the Kobe Mentalities. Like mm-hmm. well, Is he that wasn't, also a dig on... No, no, no. He wasn't wearing the Mentalities. He was wearing the AD. Right. It, I think it was an honor to like Laker lore. To wear, and they yeah. were purple. They were like real purple. Yeah, they were very purple. So I think, anyway, he, he lost Look the big him. brawler brand for a little bit. But that was interesting. They asked him, like, were you kind of thrown by LeBron being at the game? Yeah. Because the Cavs were also playing some summer league there, too. So mm-hmm. LeBron caught that and the Cavs game. Yeah. And uh, he said, I honestly didn't see him until halftime under the hoop. We were shooting, uh, like, warm-ups. Hmm. He, then he noticed LeBron. Huh. And, uh, but he was like, it's cool because I thought this was nice. He said it was like the Michael Jordan of our generation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, think about it, but he's yeah, still comparing right. him to Michael Jordan. Yeah. No, he's, he's like, not Michael Jordan. Right. He's like a Michael he's Jordan. He's the Michael Jordan of our time. Yeah. I think that's so funny that he didn't live through Jordan, but he still compares him to someone he didn't see. It's like saying Michael Jordan was the Bill Russell my, of your time. Yeah, but no one, no one ever said that. Right. Even when Michael's Michael was, still the standard. Yeah, Michael is still a Michael BC and <sighs> Michael AD. It's like that's <sighs> so funny. But anyway, Michael of the Bulls era. Yeah, for that, sure. That's the oh standard. yeah, not the no one talked about the Wizards. Yeah, that never happened. But uh, Lonzo went off and had a, a tremendous game. He had a triple double the second game, and then his third game he went off for like thirty six. I think it was thirty four. Was it something? 34? It was. It was there. in the thirties. It was in the mid thirties. Eight and eleven. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, good memory. Um, so, but anyway, PG uh, to Oklahoma City, a solid move for OKC. Yeah. They're gonna have a team. If you already had the league MVP mm-hmm. with a triple double, mm-hmm. and you went to the playoffs, and I mean, what you went against the Rockets mm-hmm. in the playoffs? That was a formidable team. Yeah, you were supposed to lose that game, but mm-hmm. now you have Paul George. You have a, you have another scorer, mm-hmm. which is gonna be helpful. I, where do you think they land in the playoffs? Where do you think they fall in the West in terms of teams? Well, I, as everything stands at this point, right? With all the because there's still with no rumors with there's still rumors of Melo trading somewhere. There's there's other things happening, mm-hmm. so we never know. But as things stand, I think OKC 
I mean, the three big teams are going to be, in my eyes, on the West is going to be the Warriors, the Rockets, um, and OKC, in my eyes. What about the Spurs? The Spurs will be fourth, in my eyes. You're putting them ahead of San Antonio. San Antonio Spurs? Yeah. You're putting the the Thunder ahead of them? Yes. Interesting. Because they haven't... We don't know the health of Kawhi yet. We don't know what's going on with him. There's, There's still a young team... Um, but they'll still be fine because we don't. Sure, we don't. They're not going to not be. They're still going to make to the playoffs. Like right. I'm not worried about that. Um, and Pop could. I mean, you again. That whole system is a system that I right. don't understand. That it'll it'll be fine. Right. Um, I could see them to overtaking OKC for sure. But mm-hmm. I think with I think with PG, it's going to be more interesting. I... And I think they're probably going to go. I don't know if they'll make it to the finals. Like the they won't make it no. to the Western Conference Finals, I don't think. No, 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 no. I don't think they'll Not make it to the Western no, Conference no, 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 Finals. No. But they'll make it to the playoffs. I think they'll make it second round. Yeah. Um, unless they face one of the teams you just mentioned, mm-hmm. in which I could see it not going that way. I mean, yeah. I think, I think the easier mesh is going to be the Rockets with Harden and CP3. Yeah. I think those two guys will make it work because they're both passers, they're both shooters, mm-hmm. they're both like they're, they're and one plays defense really well, right? And I think the other one will play better defense than he has yeah. played. Chemistry wise, they might work better. I think chemistry on, on the court. Yeah, chemistry is gonna be like Harden and Dwight didn't work out because I, most of that's Dwight. Yeah, I was just like that's Dwight Howard. <laughs> but uh, no shade. I just think Dwight needs a certain kind of system and team mm-hmm. mentality to work. Um, but CP3 can work with a lot of different personality types because he's a floor general mm-hmm. and he's used and he's, to it. And he's the, the, like the president of their players league. He knows how to deal with the personalities that yeah, comes his way. The politics and, and mm-hmm. uh, personalities are his thing. So they're going to be good together. I think the harder thing might be, will winning instantly happen with the Thunder, you've got two amazing players. Mm-hmm. Indisputable mm-hmm. Uh, leader of the team in Russell Westbrook. This guy's going to be here right or die. He's Well, actually, the theory is people are like, well, both your contracts, Russ can opt out after this summer, mm-hmm. after next summer. Will he and Paul George both go to L.A.? Because they both have interest in that. Right. And could LeBron also end up there, too? This is like a the like mega oh storm of talent. Is, uh... That would be like... Like as far as uh, super teams disgusting. go, as far as super teams go, I gross. think I would throw up every day. Yeah, it if, would be so gross. It would be it, like, can we stop? Can we stop can for we a minute stop? to just look around at the madness? <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> this is, we've started something terrible, and this is all our fault. It's because we yeah. think championships mean something, and it does. But uh, anyway. but but anyway, I think uh, the Thunder won't be better than the Spurs. I think still really, the, yeah, only because. How am I going to doubt on the Spurs? The Spurs have only been... You know that two years ago when the Warriors had 73 wins? Yes. I think the Spurs had like 69. Right. It was, everyone forgot about it just because... Yeah, because it, everyone kept on talking. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, this is an epic historic seed. The best record the Spurs have ever had. Right. And then last year, the Spurs were also in the second seed. Yeah. And they didn't have... James Harden and Russell Westbrook and these stars. They had Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, their but system they have, is... Yeah, the system right. is so foolproof. It's like... They'll how still does be top Pop three. Do it? Like genuinely, how does Pop do? Because it always seems like he, when when it's when you think it's like a like a rebuilding year for them, it's not. No, it's never. I've it's, never. I don't remember a time where it was a rebuilding year. Since for them. Tim Duncan got it drafted hasn't been a in 1998, year. that team has made the playoffs every single year. 
And I actually, no, I think one year they didn't um, because he was injured and it was some other stuff. But yeah. I, otherwise, I think every single year. So That's pops, impressive. Yo, yeah, That's no, a lot of years. We take it for granted because even in high school, the, the knock against it, I had a Tim Duncan jersey in high mm-hmm. school, the only guy. In an era where McGrady, Iverson, right, right. Vince Carter, Kobe, I was the only guy wearing a Duncan jersey. And people were like, the Spurs are boring. You're like, but they're winning. Yo, they kill, though. Yeah. And that's the thing, fundamentals. And so Pop just wins with fundamentals, respect, and confidence. He comes out there with the cachet. Right. He's like, oh, do you know who I am? If you don't, just look up at the banners. Yeah. Like, the, do you see all that? that do you all, see all that? That's All me. that happened with me. That's so, me. So, <laughs> you know, you're welcome. And yeah. so if you if Pop says jump, you say how high. Yeah. That team. Went, I would say that to Pop if he told me to jump. I think he could even be better than the Rockets. I think CP3 and potentially, it is a big potential, Melo being on the Rockets might put them at the second seed. But I could also see adding Melo not being the chemistry that you would hope for. Yeah. Because I would have to see Melo in a completely different light on a team with James Harden. Yeah. I, it's so weird to see Melo outside of a Knicks jersey. He may not be. Well, he may not be. I mean, we'll like, see what that means. He's, he, his, so his only two options at this point are he wants Cleveland or Houston. Because he thinks he's, he can win a championship with them. Oh, well, yeah, and his friends play there. Yeah. So. We'll see. So PG to OKC, KD, Kevin Durant, Slim Reaper. Let's talk about him for a second. He has a... He Tim, Tim Duncan the situation as some analysts yeah, may say someone said that um, that he's taking a two year contract with Golden State Warriors for fifty three mil, which in in like basketball terms is not a lot of money. Not a lot of money by basketball standards for a superstar who just won playoff MVP. Mm-hmm. And the Tim Duncan reference is to when Tim steadily took less money mm-hmm. over the course of his twilight years mm-hmm. in the career because yeah. he wanted to sacrifice money to have a more formidable team. Which is probably why there was never a rebuilding year for yeah, oh yeah. for for the Spurs. Conversely, you look at someone like uh, Dirk Nowitzki mm-hmm. or Kobe Bryant mm-hmm. who wanted to get their money mm-hmm. in the last years of their contracts. And right. Kobe got his 25K. Right. Or 25K. 25K. Jeez. <laughs> 25, 25 mil. Uh-huh. And, um, which was a lot of... 25? No, 30. I think he was, was getting 30. 30. He was getting 30 yeah. mil, which was a lot for the Lakers to put out at that time. Yeah, yeah. it was a lot. Um, for, I think, two or three years. Mm-hmm. And then Dirk is trying to get... Well, wanted to get his money. He took less. Mm-hmm. Eventually, there was a negotiation. But a lot of people around the league felt like Dirk should have taken more. And, and Mark Cuban should have given him more. Right. For the time they've had together. But regardless... And Dirk can fall. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's still yeah. worth his salt. Yeah. Um, but, you know, KD took less money. And your, our feelings on that are what? Or is that honorable? Um... Like... I don't know if it's honorable or not. We, we should say taking less money so that Steph can have his two hundred mil. Two hundred mil and also Is it two oh one? No, two oh one. It was two oh one, yeah. Yeah, but two hundred mil four year? Five year. I think five years. Five years. Five year, two hundred one mil. Mm-hmm. And and a week later A week later. James Harden gets four years to, no. Five years, two hundred twenty-eight. He got more. He got paid. He got he got so much cash. Can I just read yeah. these numbers to you? Go it ahead. was like, read it. Uh, it was like, well, it's first of all brings in a new deal earnings of four years, two hundred twenty-eight million. Jeez. I don't even know, like, what does that money look like? So it looks like 
with annual salaries of 37.8 mm-hmm. next year 40.8 next year 43.8 and the final year of the contract 46.8 and the the wild thing is that that's not all where his money's going like coming from either like because he yeah. has nike he has no oh he's not in nike he's with adidas right adidas yeah adidas we got to be careful it's adidas it's why well, i said adidas I like to I like to make it smooth. No, Adidas smooth. sounds too German, too hard, <laughs> which is where its origin. I'm like, origin. I'm like, that's how I, the I like person to... says their name. Adidas, Adidas. <laughs> All right, whatever, buddy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, Katie takes less money to give more money to Steph, and Steph, if you see Selfless. his numbers, he wasn't taking much money for a while, and with what he's doing for the team, mm-hmm. deserves. The money, like from the time the time he spent in the team, all the things. I guess Steph at one point when he was the league MVP was twice, f- twice, but Once one year I forget which year it was, but yeah. he was the fourth highest paid player on his team. Yeah, I think it was the second time when it was unanimous. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like he, we had talked about that. He deserves yeah. a contract this huge, and and LeBron James came out even saying like he should be making four hundred million. Yeah, Steph is still underpaid. Yeah. Because there's a cap, there's a, mm-hmm. and and I, but and, you're the flagship athlete for Under Armour, like you're also making money there too. Yeah, not much, but money. <laughs> you're giving Under Armour their name. That's good. Good job. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, with Katie taking loss, I think, I think Katie's thinking long term of like what, being on that team for another two years, possibly two more rings. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to get money other ways, too. So it's like he's not worried, you right. know? Right. So, I, I mean, all of these players, when we talk about their money, and tr- like specifically money, they're making a lot more money or a lot of money other mm-hmm. ways as well. So we just need to, like... Gatorade, Nike, all these yeah, other things, yeah. All these different things. And so it's like, okay, let's let's call that what it is and then and know that the value that is being placed on the person currently... Right now, the highest played athlete in basketball is, I think it's um, uh, Harden, right, at this point? Yeah. With and that new extension, With yes. that new extension, it would be Harden. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so like, now the Rockets have to think about how they manage their, their team with knowing they have to pay Harden this much money. I don't understand the logistics of it, but I was reading this article that said, by the structuring of the contract... Uh-huh. Now it actually makes it so Houston can have space to get more people, even though they're they're paying him this much money. Yeah. By trading away some of their other contracts, because they do have some hefty contracts, like Ryan Anderson yeah. on their team has a contract that's probably inflated beyond what it should be. Right. Um, they can get rid of some heavy contracts to get someone like Melo. On because his contract, Melo's contract was from what like. Four or five years ago, yeah, and so at the time, that seemed like a lot of money, but twenty five mil is it's, not that much Trump for him. Yeah, so they can get like twenty seven. It might be twenty seven right. when they trade him, but like that's fine. Right. So they can trade away some hefty contracts for three or four players mm-hmm. to get him in, and then but it requires four other teams to make this work, and right. that's where it's getting caught up a little right. bit. It's yeah, possible. I'm interested to see what happens with Melo. It's going to be the Miami Heat situation where. You get three superstars on your team, uh, but because their contracts weigh so much Mm -hmm. on you... You can't do much more. The players on the bench are not going to be worth a whole lot Mm -hmm. in terms of value. Right. But... Unless they're doing something drastic on the court, but they're... 
Right. Yeah, they're not. Um, but yeah, so uh, there's oh, something. Yeah. KD, KD took less money, but also like David West mm-hmm. took less money again because yeah. he just doesn't care about the money. He right. just wants to, to win. Mm-hmm. That whole team is made of guys who took... Selfless. I, selfless. Ig- Iguodala took a little less money than he could have But he also making. is probably going to retire with that team, I think. Yeah, no, the, the whole franchise from the ownership to the coaching to the players mm-hmm. buy into an, an us mentality. Yeah. It is not it is the most selfless thing and to they, watch them. Yeah, and and that's why I think that's why they work and where I think other players wouldn't do well in that system that I've mentioned before. Yeah. Um because they buy into this us mentality and that another person's success is mm-hmm. their joy. Mm-hmm. You know, like when Katie got finals MVP, the joy in a the face of Steph Curry, of him getting yeah. it, was very genuine. Steph's never won playoff MVP. And he, like, when Iguodala mm-hmm. won two years ago, yeah. he was so stoked for his friend. For sure. And that was coming from a genuine place. And Because I can see, like, I can never see a Michael Jordan oh, no. being happy for Scottie Pippen to get finals MVP. That never happened. But I can no. never see him being that way. No, he wouldn't. Be. Even though he's one of like he's my favorite player because he's Michael Jordan. But I can never see him do that. Whereas I can see Steph being like, you know what, Draymond deserved that, or like, you know, like this is a team mentality, and that's no. why I think no, not everyone. No, Jordan would have remembered that all the way to his Hall of Fame speech and put that and in the list of things that he <laughs> he brought up things in his. I love time his Hall of Fame for my airing of grievances. <laughs> That guy who cut in Petty front of me person. in the line in middle school, <laughs> to hell with you. <laughs> Petty person of the day. <laughs> yeah, Michael Jordan's Hall of Fame speech was like otherworld. I watch it like once a year. Oh, yeah. Just to remind just to myself like, how petty Michael Jordan was. But that's what made him great and weird. Yeah, and sure. Sure. But yeah, so I just, you know, if that's like, there is selflessness to it, and, and, um, I said, and you have to all buy into that system. Even, even Draymond Green one of like the most annoying players in my eyes has bought into it oh yeah draymond was supposed to not be of great importance when he came into the league Mm -hmm. drafted pretty low right and when he played summer league they tried to you know make him do some other things besides be a scorer yeah it's okay this is going to be your role now yeah in summer league they won the championship yeah and so since that That time his his rookie year uh uh-huh and since that time he's bought into that role of you're going to be the utility guy who can pass shoot dribble rebound defend, yeah, defend. Right, like you're you going to be do. our all-purpose player yep and you need that mm-hmm. speaking of kd the, of kd yeah <laughs> i want to talk about this tell, tell me how you feel i didn't watch the espies i did i know so you have I to watched tell me the it highlights. live you have to tell me the highlights <laughs> because the only thing i've seen from the highlights are peyton manning's opening monologue he which did, is he did very well i thought he was exceptional peyton's always been a good public speaker mm-hmm. and a good sense of humor and he made fun of his brother which i thought was really funny yeah he made fun of himself he made fun of everybody it was really good including katie durant but here's the thing when peyton manning made fun of people mm-hmm. the camera instantly goes to that person to see their reaction of the course. face goes on the jumbo trunk. yeah but, 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 but. Everyone kind of laughed. John Cena got caught a jab, and he, you know, yeah, did his like his trademark. Yeah. Yeah. You can't see me. Yeah. Uh, you see, like To give a little chuckle yeah. at his jab. 
Everyone laughed except for KD. The joke was, and our women's gymnastic team, the campaign Manning is saying, our women's gymnastic team was so amazing this Olympic past team, year. The, Fab the Five. Olympic team, yeah. the Fab Five were, were incredibly dominant. Mm-hmm. They were so dominant that Kevin Durant said he wants to play for them next year. <laughs> Camera catches KD. Surprisingly, also just wearing a t-shirt. Everybody else was in t-shirt and, a, and track pants. Yeah, I'm like, do what you want to do, man. He was there. Not giving a fuck. And okay, so did you see his mom? I couldn't see. I wanted to know. So I his, saw her like so his side. Mom, so his mom laughed and looked at him. Yeah, I saw that. So, I could see the side of her. Yeah, yeah, that's all it was. And he just death stare. Death stare. At Peyton. I don't know if it was at Peyton Manning directly, but it was. I know it was at Peyton Manning directly. He was And you just not. saw Peyton just being like. I don't think you're going to be a starter for them. Like, you know, yeah, after, after he a said while. That. Oh, sorry, Riggs. He said, I don't think you're going to be a starter for that five. Yeah. And, and then he goes, what do you think, Russell Westbrook? And Russell's face? Russell, Russell held was, it. His hand was over his mouth. Yeah, and his wife next to him was just like, just smiling, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I literally, I was just like, I think this is my favorite part of the ESPYs and it just started. Oh, God. <laughs> Kevin Durant's face was so serious. It's a it's a meme. It's, there's so many memes that have already happened because good. Of and he he held it. He said like, you know what? I'm not gonna. No, that was disrespectful. That's what he's thinking. Like, is this just so disrespectful mm-hmm. on a stage like this? He basically took himself so seriously mm-hmm. at that moment to the point where no one else did. Like everyone else can laugh at themselves. Right. KD, this is such a sticking point for him that other people. So I saw that other interview he did on ESPN recently mm-hmm. where they asked him about everything going on, like. You just won a championship. How are you feeling about all the naysayers out there? Mm-hmm. And he said things like, I don't... It drives me nuts when people discount the hard work like that mm-hmm. I put in. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't make this move to make my life any my easier. Num- my numbers show that I, I put the work in. He did say that, right? If I, rem- if I recall. He said, I still... I still put in the time and the effort yeah. and the work... Yeah. on the back end to do what you see on the court. Yeah. That work ethic is in my DNA and has not changed. Yeah. I don't... It's been there since I was eight years old. Yeah, yeah. People are saying I did this to make my life easier. But didn't it make your life easier? You... No, you still put in work. Yeah, but... I'm not discounting but you, that. you have a ring, buddy. You have a ring that was basically guaranteed... To, here's, here's what it was. It was yours to lose. It was yours to... No, I mean, like... It was that whole team's to lose. It was exactly... So you... He bought into a system that... I can't ...works even, perfectly for him. It... For anyone. It was 70... No, they, not everyone. You... Okay, here's the thing. If you didn't work well in that system... You didn't have to play in that system. You could have sat on the bench. And so, and, yes, you're and right. you and still would have gotten a ring. Right, that's true. That team won 73 games mm-hmm. and came up three points short of a championship. Yeah. They did not... The, the best record in Ugh. NBA history... Doesn't mean a thing without a ring. Well, and you are thinking, hmm, if I played for a team that had the best record in NBA history... I bet it would still be hard to win a... Like, as hard as being on any other team? Excuse me? Yeah. Like, so when you got hurt with your injury... They still won games. They still won hella games. And, well... And and not not by small margins. Yeah. Sometimes obnoxiously large margins. So my thinking is, like, were you valuable to this team? Or was this team valuable to you? It's very obvious to everyone. And why... It was the... As Stephen A put it, 
the biggest punk move by a superstar I've ever seen. Yeah. I can't equate it to anything else. Yeah. So, but the fact that he's like, he says, people discount the work that I'm doing. Well, no one's discounting that you work hard. Right. And your numbers are still good. Yeah. But Steph's numbers are not as good as last year. They don't have to be. Because you're, you're on the team. Yeah, you made everyone's life easier. They made your life easier. Right. When you have that many people on the team. It was just it, it just worked. It's simple. And uh well, let's just look at the the Western Conference Finals. It was boring. It was so boring. You guys I think neither did either of us watch any game on the Western Conference Finals? No, I don't care. I don't think we it's, did. No. And, and the, the only ones we watched was the Wizards and the Celtics. Like truly watched. I, I thought about this. I was like, it's interesting that he got best playoff performance I guess yeah something like that best, best, he got something best playoff performance went to Kevin Durant and I'm just thinking like so this team that won 73 games goes to the playoffs every year goes to the finals every year mm-hmm. the finals every year they're always the top record in the league mm-hmm. every single every year every year for, the, for a while for the last three years they've had the best record in the league every year and they always go to the finals every year right you booked a ticket to the finals. Right. So it was automatic. You basically could have not played a game the whole year and ended up in the finals, and then you could have turned it on. Right. So you, you I mean, this was meant to be. You were going to get this award. Right. Because you were going to be in the finals. There was no chance you were not going to be in the finals this year. Um, and I just, I just feel like the whole thing. And the other thing that struck me was maybe he misspoke when he said this, but he said, I still wake up at 8.30 in the morning, be the first person at the gym. I'm like, what time does practice start? Not. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is it? are you guys starting at noon? Like, what? 8.30 is late. Yeah. You're waking up at 8.30? I was going to say, I wake up at 5.30, so Yo, yeah, what me are too. you doing with your life? Oh, I wake up around 6, but I'm like, still, man, I'm getting to work early. Maybe he meant he wakes up early and gets to the gym at 8.30, but he said, like, I wake up at 8.30. I was no, like, no, he wakes up at 8.30. That's what words mean, buddy. Yeah, no, so, yeah, no, so if <laughs> Not you, you. I was just saying that to Kevin. Yeah, no, but if he's, if he, you're sitting here like, I don't like that people discount the work that I do. I'm like, okay, I hear you. Like, I still wake up at 8.30 in the morning. I'm like, what the... 8.30? <laughs> You're not helping. Stay, I'm di- I'm stay dis- six, say five. Can I just lie about it? Like, <laughs> you sound lazy. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's, but you still go in there, and you you put in your buckets, you put in your time, you work hard, you And, he, and he shows, like, in, if you look at his numbers, he shows that he's doing... Like, yeah, no, sure. Amazing. He's doing really cool things still, on the court. And good. so, and yeah. So I think for me, it's just like... The SPs itself, I thought I thought that was the best part of the SPs. Of course, there was moments of the SPs that like I teared up, um, like you know mm-hmm. throughout it throughout of it. Um, but I think that and just seeing Michelle Obama being just beautiful and making me feel bad about myself because she broke up with me to not be my first lady anymore. Um, and then that you really made that about yourself, then. Yeah, absolutely, hundred oh, okay. percent. I think most I think most of my Twitter feed was just like. Damn, she looks so good. Man, I miss her. Like, all, like, my Instagram well, stories, my Snapchat stories, everyone's just like, I just miss her. Can she come back? Can well, you, like... Our, our new first lady still looks great, too. It's just... It's just... The I've way seen that our she, first lady sort of naked. I don't really care. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. Um, but the way that she kind of, I don't know, maybe hates her husband is also kind of, like... <laughs> 
<laughs> awkward. Like that also kind of feeds into the like, feelings. Yeah, too, like also, black love is beautiful. Like people of color. Yeah, it's a just rare such thing, a in, thing in that power. But, yeah, no, to see them united together. But and where, that's a power where? couple that I don't think step out on each other. Just saying. Oh no, I Back agree with what, you. I, I think they actually. No, I totally. With, I feel like Michelle would kill. Oh yeah, Barack. I, if he I think out. Barack would be so disappointed in himself. I also think Barack is the Reacher, and Michelle settled for Barack. When they first started dating, uh-huh. I feel like Barack. When was, they first started dating, yeah, I still think she's. I think she's still reached, even though he's the president of the United States. I still think he's the settler. She is phenomenal. She has two Ivy League degrees. No other first lady has two Ivy League degrees. Yeah. No, you can't fight with me. This I'm you know, <laughs> your face just, is being stupid. Change it. I, you know, but here's here's a uh, listen. You think you think Michelle was the reacher in, in that relationship? I don't think either one has to be the reacher or the settler. They could be equal. But if we're gonna assign titles, then I'm gonna say that like, all right, how do I say this? No first, no first, no first lady. I'm about to, about to pull in privilege real, <laughs> real hard. She, no first lady, has had two Ivy League degrees, mm-hmm. but we've had first ladies who probably didn't even have college degrees because men have always been in positions of power. Yeah. And so she was the one who did not want him to be president. Yeah. She, she did not, she's like, I don't care for this. But he's always been so ambitious of like, well, I'm going to go from being a congressman to being a senator. Yeah. And okay, now I'm a senator. And I'm going to go from being a senator to being a president. And now I'm a president. I'm going to be a two-term president. I'm really tired of this. Okay, <laughs> we're still going to do two terms. So he, his horse, her wagon's always been hitched to his horse. And like from yeah. my... But, my, but... His ambition is what I'm saying makes him so grandiose. Yeah, I guess. I, I think as the as a woman of this duo right here, yeah. as the woman of the duo, I'm gonna just side with my girl Michelle and say that she's she's the settler. Listen, in terms of <laughs> in terms of marital power, compared to people we've seen in our generation, yeah, I'm gonna go even back before that. Nancy Reagan, mm-hmm. Barbara Bush, mm-hmm. uh, Hillary, mm-hmm. first lady Hillary, mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. than this Hillary, mm-hmm. uh, Laura Bush, mm-hmm. Michelle Obama. Who's starting my team? Absolutely, Michelle, Michelle Obama. Michelle, like, there's a there's a there's an unspoken mutual respect between them mm-hmm. that I think there's no power level. Yeah, there's no higher. I know. I I was just saying Reacher Settler because we were talking about love for so long for two she's, hours. <laughs> she's great though. Yeah. I agree. So I mean, yeah, but the SBS was pretty cool. But I think the best part outside of I think Peyton Manning did a really good job, um, especially because mm-hmm. it's. Um, it's it's an award show of all sports, so it's always hard to like gather everything. And I think I thought he did a good job of being funny, poking fun at himself and everybody else. But by far the best part that made me laugh and uncomfortable and all these different things was KD's face. And I will listen, use that meme listen, at any point I can. Listen, know that I will text it to you at least once a week. <laughs> KD, you need to come to terms with this man. You made a choice. It's like it's like LeBron saying that he's not in a he was not in a super team, and it's just like. Yeah. But you were, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but you were, buddy. It was, oh, God. I, I don't believe in super teams. I don't think that's a thing. What? <laughs> I need you to come to terms with the fact that you made this decision. <laughs> but LeBron, if you want to sponsor our podcast, like, we're okay with that, too. We'll we'll, we'll agree with whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, you were in a super team. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you know, it's like, think about Michael Jordan going to play for the Lakers. 
and be like, I still work hard. I still show up at 8.30. Yeah, but you have Kobe and Shaq. Well, no, not even that, Lakers, but, like, you have Magic and Kareem. Oh, like, you that era. Oh, yeah. that era. You have James yes. Worthy. <laughs> yeah. You play alongside uh, Cooper. Yeah. And, and Dennis Scott. Yeah, you have Scott, uh, Byron Scott. Yeah. All these guys, like, they seemed like they were fine without you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were going to win anyway but showtime needs another <laughs> drummer grab your sticks <laughs> all right uh, fine. Any, anything else on the dribbling uh, so we cover mellow pg kd uh sps and uh and summer league is like whatever yeah i've watched one or two games it's been i'll say this the rookie class of guards it's um, been interesting they're good josh yeah. jackson mm-hmm. lonzo um De'Aaron fox mm-hmm. has De'Aaron fox is Already off to be one of my favorite players. And he in the league. and Lonzo didn't play when mm-hmm. he played because he had a groin injury. Quote unquote. If, yeah. His groin looked fine in the game afterwards. Yeah. He, I didn't he, see it up close, up, yeah. but I mean, it seemed like he was playing fine. I don't really want Triple to. Triple double. Yeah. Um. <laughs> did you Did you see De'Aaron Fox's um tweet in reaction to that? Supposedly. No. What he, was it? The face palm. <laughs> it was the face palm. <laughs> he just put it's the image of the the face to your palm. Like what? <laughs> yeah, it was like, ah, oh, dang. Like, you slapping your forehead because you were looking forward to something and the bottom fell out. Yeah. And so, it, it was only that. So, everyone thought, this is in reaction to Lonzo not playing. Also, like, Lonzo recently tweeted, Issa greater than 444, talking about 21 oh. Savage. Uh, 21 Savage yeah, is... Um, uh, He's young. Album is better than uh, Jay-Z's. And uh, I just, I mean, 21 Savage's album is fine. It's not, like, it's not amazing, but it's not terrible. But... I haven't listened to either, so... Uh, yeah. But I, you don't I, know what you're doing. I have not listened to either, but all I know is I saw... A, <laughs> this is bad. I haven't listened to the music, but mm-hmm. I saw pictures of both of them. Mm-hmm. I know what Jay-Z looks like. Mm-hmm. And the other gentleman I've not seen before, but it seems like he has a tattoo of decent size in the middle of his forehead right and you thought it was a i thought it was a cross right it's a sword it's a sword it's a it's a sword that's where the album title comes from all right god damn because he was like he's like it's a sword on his it's a knife essentially it's a knife it's a sword and he said it and now everyone's everyone is now saying issa like issa like issa whatever and and now anyone who says it i'm just like just say it's a I realize more and more I'm becoming an old lady. <laughs> but oh, yeah, God. so that's another reason why I'm Lonzo's, just like... Lonzo has some And 21 Savage is currently dating uh, Amber Rose. Wait, what? Yeah. I thought she was dating Wiz. They've been broken up for a long time. Wait, right? no, no. I feel like it was like a year ago Wiz and Kanye were having a Twitter beef. No, but they, they've been broken up for years. Even when Wiz and Kanye had a Twitter beef? Yeah, because they, they have a kid together. They have Sebastian together. Oh, I didn't realize Rose they were... and, uh, Amber Rose and Wiz Khalifa have a son, Sebastian, and they co-parent really well with oh, that's Seth, great. which is good. Um, so, yeah. Dang. But, yeah, there's nothing else on the dribbling section, which Summer League is happening, and I'd be interested to see who wins at the at the end. Will you? Not really. No. <laughs> I'll, like, every that's once nice in a while. You. I was, it was like a nice way of being like, let, let, can we have October happen already? I can't wait. It's just so exciting. Can't wait. I think it's October 17th. Oh, my God. Tip off. I can't even. I can't Counting the it. days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Is that it? Yep. That's it. All right. Let's keep it moving. All right.
All right, so it is time for our dope person of the week. We had a petty person of the week, which I appreciated, or petty people. Yeah, people but of Wimbledon, yes. People of Wimbledon are petty, are petty people of the week. Uh, but my dope person of the week uh, was honored actually at the ESPYs. Um, this young man won the Jimmy V Award for Perseverance at the ESPYs. His name is Jarius J.J. Robert, Robertson. Um, so if you don't know anything about J.J., um, Jarius is, well, he's 15 years old now, um, and he's been battling a chronic liver disease called Viliria atresia. Um, I probably butchered that. Doesn't sound good. Yeah, it sounds not great. It's a liver disease, and the liver is pretty important. There's a dog underneath you. I just, I <laughs> felt it, and I didn't, Cause yeah. Everyone needs to know that Wrigley loves Alex more than me and always likes to be by him. Didn't know he was down there. Yeah, he's almost always down there, just so you know, whenever you're around. Always down by you. Anyway, so he has Bilaria, Bilary, Billary, 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 he has, this is not funny, <laughs> Billary atresia, uh, which is a liver disease, um, and he's had many surgeries throughout his 15 years of living um and when he was just one years old he had a liver transplant like that's one of the first liver transplants he had and that resulted in complications that left him in a coma for almost a year it's amazing um and so he's uh 15 now and um jj's growth has been affected by the disease and in, um and has been looking and for a long time was looking for uh, a liver because mm. you know he needed a new liver because it's a liver disease that he has um and so he's been really in his young life i think probably 13 14 years old he was kind of getting out there in media and things like that talking to people about how important it is to donate like to be an organ donor mm -hmm. and how many and how many lives it saves when you are an organ donor obviously there's you know religious reasons why people don't do organ donations and things like that and that's up to you like that is on the person um of what they believe but um if you are and can able like you know please be an organ donor because it could save so many lives and save millions of lives uh, because so many people i think his dad during the acceptance speech uh, mentioned how, like a, a, an obscene amount of people die because they were just waiting for yeah, their oh, organ, yeah. you know every year i'm a donor so I'm in yes, the driver's license same here um I'm like donate my whole whole body do it just take, take, take whatever you need i take good care of this thing yeah take I care want of you it. To reuse it yeah please use it at, you know especially a liver like liver is something that you can take a piece of someone's liver and put it on somebody else's and it, it can it oh regenerates. yeah i forgot about that so it's like you know it's these are th that liver could save several lives if not just one mm -hmm. um, but if you need like complete liver transplant obviously that's different too um so uh you know jerry says jj has has been inspiring a lot of people has such an upbeat attitude he's a little bit of a he he's mm -hmm. he has a little bit of a tune in general like he's a little yeah. sassy um at during uh the nba all-star games he was just like i look better than you and like you know and he was even doing that at the espies to you know this year too um but when you look at him you think of him as like you know a young like a young boy but mm. he's 15 years old he's a teenager but when you look at him with his stature with his voice he just looks like like this kid it's a high pitch it's a, yeah he hasn't yeah. hit puberty all these different things right. thankfully this past april april 30th um jarius received a new liver and underwent a successful surgery so he is yeah. on the mens hopefully uh but he still has a long way to go and i think it's cool 
to see someone his dad was saying in the in the little montage that they made for him that like he's like going to different things like you know he's like a big saints fan and he's a big mm. wrestling fan um and he loves basketball he loves sports in general um so he'll go to all these events and he has all this energy but then when he gets to the car he's like dad can you give me my pain meds like and yeah. and his dad's like you've been hurting he's like yeah i've been hurting this whole time but like mm. he persevered through that pain and like that you know, I feel like I have a high pain tolerance, but when I look at someone like JJ, I'm just like, man, I got when I when I'm like annoyed for that I'm sore because of a hard workout or that I like I don't know, cut mm. my fingers. I'm like it, that. It's like nothing compared to what so many people have to go through. And he's what he's doing is for a good cause, right? Even yeah. you know, it takes a life to save a life. That's what um, his dad and him kept on saying, and so. You know, they even said I, they know that he's living because some a family lost some, lost someone that they loved, mm-hmm. um, and they pray for their family and they and they think about their family every day, um, because, yeah, that's I just can't, I I don't even know what I would do if I lost someone, but if I knew that they their their organs helped somebody else live, how beautiful would that be? Their heart, oh, yeah. their eyes, their liver, their whatever. You know, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, he's my dope person, and I'm wishing him the best. And if you're not an organ donor, be an organ donor. Yeah, if your religion al- allows. If your values imagine. allow it. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's Whatever different it may be. Yeah. Through different circumstances, but yeah, spread the wealth, help people out. Um, that's cool. No, I think what he's doing is pretty. Ever since he came on the scene at the All Star Game, yeah. it was the first time that I became aware yeah. of him. And uh, yeah, it's just amazing to think of him. As a fifteen-year-old, enduring all of that, and he's lived up. He's lived. He's lived through some stuff in his life. Yeah. yeah, To what you're saying about him being in that pain, and Mm -hmm. his dad like not noticing Mm -hmm. amongst all the thoroughfare and Mm -hmm. things that he's engaged in, like he could be going through pain through that whole time. Yeah. And in all the instances where I see him in the public eye, yeah, it seems like he draws so much life force from people around him yeah that he he's a huge extrovert yeah and i think that that and he's brings so, him joy. so funny oh yeah he's his humor is, is it's, his, it's 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 like uh it's like petty humor in a little way like mm-hmm. the way you it's his trademark yeah it's super funny yeah no he's he, he picks a, a fight with people like 15 times his size like, yeah like john cena like, <laughs> and yeah i just like the way that he he throws uh around some jabs yeah. every now and then and so I mean, it's it's nice to see that he's bringing inspiration, but also that people bring him so much joy. Yeah. So, yeah, great. I hope he lives a full life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Well, we talked... your person, buddy? My person, my dope... My dope person of the week was mentioned uh, earlier in this show. Okay. Actually, in the second half, in the dribbling portion. Mm-hmm. But I thought, you know, let's use this as an opportunity to get to know Paul George a little bit better. PG-13. PG-13. All right. So what do we know about PG-13? I'm just going to go over some things that I was just perusing about. Let me let me know he's more cute. about this guy. He, he's a looker. I'd say he's If a... he was, like, hitting on me, I would hit. I would, I would uh, receive. Well, good, because, you know, other people feel the same way, and so he's dated Doc Rivers' daughter. What? Yeah. His daughter who plays volleyball. You can see pictures of her online. But he, Are they still dating? I don't think so. Okay. No, but he used to date Doc Rivers' daughter. I would Rivers be like intim- intimidated to Oh, for date sure. Doc Rivers' daughter. And you know what else? She looks very similar to her dad. I'm going to look at this. Yeah, Continue, check it sir. out. <laughs> she's a very good looking girl, but she has attributes that look like Doc Rivers. So I would be thrown by that also. Um, he's 27 years old. Callie Rivers? Mm, sure. 
Okay, continue. He is 27 years old, uh, all-star, guard slash forward. He was drafted 10th overall by the Indiana Pacers in 2010. Um, he's been to the Eastern Conference Finals with the Pacers in 2013 and 14. And in 2017, he was traded just recently to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, before any of this, he was showing off his skills at Peak, no, at Pete Knight High School and played for Fresno State. So he was not widely recruited out of high school. Huh. And he wanted to, he, California, so he, in uh, Los Angeles, Pete Knight High School. And so he's like, you know, I could play at some of these other schools and, you know, try to work onto the team. Mm-hmm. Or some schools had offered him places. I think like Penn was one of them. Okay. Uh, Penn State. But uh, he would have had to have shared the time. And with Fresno State, he had more of a, a starring role. Mm-hmm. So he chose the lesser of the schools so that he could have more playing time, get more uh, exposure. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he had a breakout season in 2012, 2013. Uh, he got the most NBA's most improved player award that year Mm -hmm. and two parents Paul George Sr. Mm -hmm. and Paulette and George Paul George Sr. and Paulette that's funny the Pauls meant to be (laughs) Um, in 2014 uh, oh don't want to talk about that what (laughs) there's there's some legal stuff not worth mentioning. Okay. Who cares? <laughs> but other things that we'd like to know. Um, I pulled up some some other info about this gentleman, and I thought I think this is pretty pretty cool. So, anyway, some interesting facts about Paul George. Favorite drink: Gatorade and strawberry lemonade. It's very sugary drinks. It's a lot of carbs, Paul George. <laughs> it's a lot of sugar. I mean, maybe the electrolytes are worth it, but maybe moderation, please. Um, favorite rappers, Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, Drake, M- Meek Mill. Ugh. Yeah, I think. I was okay up till then. This might be a little bit dated, <laughs> I hope. Um, Rosé. You know Rosé? The rapper Rosé? Yeah. I do not. One of his favorite. Okay. Don't know why. Favorite movie. You got a guess? Space Jam. No. What's um, wrong with him? <laughs> yeah. What, do you th- what genre do you think it is? Comedy. Nope. Drama. Yep. Braveheart. Uh, no, but also a war film. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of one right now. Tom Hanks. Uh, war film Tom Hanks. I can't, I literally don't know. Yeah, it's fine. Saving Private Ryan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot Tom Hanks was in that. That's a good one. That is a good one. Uh... How also, did... Callie Rivers is super hot. Anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's yeah, yeah. very pretty. <laughs> For sure. Um, Paul, Paul George uh, whooped up on James Harden in a game of FIFA back in the day. <laughs> All uh, right. When they played uh, against each other, he ran the table on James Harden. Probably why he's going to wear number 13 in Oklahoma City now. He earned the rights to it a long time ago. Yeah, because he... Whoop, James Harden in FIFA, of all things. Yeah. Favorite, uh, favorite things to do... Other than basketball, two favorite things. If you, if you know his sneakers that just came out this past year, his first signature shoe with Nike, you would know one of the things. I don't know, tennis. No. Is it sports related? They're both recreational sports. Golf. No, but similarly less mobile. 
Bowling? Yeah, that's one. Bowling's fun. I'm down. Yeah. And um, the other one's even less mobile. And if you look at the traction on his sneakers this past year, the PG1, uh-huh. you would know. Less mobile than golf? Than or than bowling? Than bowling? Yeah. I don't know. Sitting, waiting. Chess? No. Sitting and waiting. I've like fishing. <laughs> that is not a sport. Well, it's on ESPN too. <laughs> so tune in on that Saturday is... mornings to watch Dale Phillips go for that big bass. Oh yeah, it's there. It has to be. So, it has to be physically, like you sit okay, there anyway, for most of the time. If you exert sweat, you're probably doing it wrong. Um, uh, Paul George loves fishing. It's a pastime he would do with his father, Paul George Senior. Mm. And he uh, his first sneaker, the traction pattern is like fish scales, to oh. allude to that pastime. Oh, that's a, that's a creative way of doing that. Yeah, it's and it's a good high traction uh, function too. And favorite actors, two favorite actors. Both men. Tom Hanks. <clears throat> no. Mm, Michael Jordan. You're still on this. No, Jamie... He was an actor one time. <laughs> All right? It's debatable. Jamie Foxx oh, that's and a... Mark Wahlberg. Really? Marky Mark. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, Celebrity Crushes, too. Beyonce. No, that's a little too forward. Because Jay-Z you're is Jay-Z, one of... You're Jay-Z, yeah. you're on the risk. <laughs> Risk of being excluded. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, Rihanna. I, no. Um, is it a musician? Musicians. One's an athlete, and one is a uh, actress. An athlete. Oh. Both are female. I'm assuming. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna get the. It, both are hard, but the athlete is almost impossible. Go. Go ahead. Uh, I, I it's okay, guys. Don't live here. Nisa, it's start, okay. If you don't be this way, you need to start paying They're rent. They're all shook right now. That's cute. It's okay. Nisa, come here. Come here, buddy. Chill out. <laughs> all right, who's who's the actress? Actress is Alice... Sorry. Alison Williams? No. Sophia Vergara. Vergara. Sorry. <laughs> Sophia Vergara. Uh-huh. And then the uh, athlete is Alex Morgan, who is a U.S. soccer player. Oh, yeah. She's super pretty. Sorry, yeah. I'm, t- I'm picking up Nisa. I didn't know who she was. Um, but, yeah, no, I looked up her picture. Very pretty. So those are his uh, his crushes. And those are just some of the interesting facts about <gasps> Paul George Jr. Wrigley, relax. Stop protecting us. Um, but, yeah, so um, it's okay. Those are interesting facts, right, guys? They, I think Wrigley and Nisa thinks those are interesting facts. That's I, why I, they're, they're vocalizing their feelings. I'll take that. That's fine. <laughs> So, yeah, that's my dope person, Paul George. Yeah, and he is pretty dope, and I'm excited to see what he does at OKC. Woo! <laughs> is there anything else you want to say before we conclude our three-hour no, episode? No, I just want to thank everyone who <laughs> stayed up to this point to listen to us just banter. Um, hopefully, this is, this is our fault. I thought we didn't have a lot to talk about in the dabbling, but we went in. Yeah, and if you've made it through the basketball section, I'd be interested to uh, hit us up in the DMs about anything going on within the NBA that you're wondering about, topical conversation-wise, because mm-hmm. we're always up for a good debate around right. questions. Was uh, Russell Westbrook's outfit at the ESPYs... Uh, not his best. Not his best. But it's very Russell. But, but... More formal than KD's. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but, K- but Russell was also wearing a track. 
pant, wasn't he? Yeah, but like, his top was more official than the t-shirt. It's very <laughs> Russell. <laughs> well, it's both, very Russell. They were both very cash <laughs> and to accept their awards. Um, so anyway, if but you yeah. have anything, you hit us up in the DMs. And of yeah, course, or, find us up on the, all yeah. the platforms. Yeah, d- be sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe on Apple iTunes and rate us. Um, and we are on IG and Facebook and all those wonderful things. So hit us up uh, because we're a good time. Is there yeah. anything else? That's all I got. You got anything? No. Let, let's keep it moving. We'll uh, catch you later. Yeah, see y'all.